This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes one through four. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0 as well as other manscaped items that's manscaped.com Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Happy Monday to you. And yes, State of the Saints podcast is live right now. Before we get started, I just ask that everybody hit that like button. If you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast, if you like the content, Go ahead and hit, give your boy a thumbs up. Let everybody know that you enjoy the show, okay? And thank you to everybody that donates, everybody that comments to make this show exactly what it is, which is the most interactive New Orleans Saints podcast that you're ever going to find, okay? So we have a day removed uh, from this game. Well, almost a day removed, okay? Almost a full 24 hours. 24-hour rule is in effect. The New Orleans Saints unfortunately lose Another game, two games in a row. Saints' worst start since 2016. They are now five and four. They lose against the Tennessee Titans by a score of 23 to 21. Uh, if you watched uh, some of the New Orleans Saints podcast, some of the radio shows, everybody has had their take on what's wrong with the New Orleans Saints. What can the New Orleans Saints fix? Who needs to get cut? Who's responsible for the loss? We've all been over this over and over and over and over again. And quite frankly, yesterday, I just uh, cut the show short. Normally, we go about an hour and some change. Uh, we cut the show kind of short because I really had to decompress. Because quite frankly, who that nation, I'm really ticked off the way that the New Orleans Saints have been playing over the last couple of weeks. Because in my honest and humble opinion, 
the New Orleans Saints are better than what they have shown us over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the New Orleans Saints wide receiver groups, uh, group sucks. Uh, I think that we all can come into agreement with that. I don't think that that is going to change. Uh, Sean Payton uh, stepped to the podium on yesterday and basically said that he's going to figure some things out. Maybe they're going to move some guys around. Maybe some guys are going to get uh, benched, which justifiably needs to happen. Uh, you look at some of these guys out here that we constantly rely on, that we hope and pray and wish that they turn a corner, but it seems to never happen. Uh, one person that has been on the lips and, and you know, been on the lips of a lot of members of the Who That Nation is tight end Adam Troutman, who has been a huge, a ginormous disappointment at the tight end position. Everybody expected Adam Troutman to be much better than what he is right now. Adam Troutman is not very good, okay? He is playing terrible at the tight end position. He is making way too many mistakes, rather it's false starts, rather it's dropping passes, rather it's being out of position and people are not being able to count on him to be able to come through. Last week versus the Falcons, he drops a fourth down that could have been converted if he would have caught it. Uh, he had a third down opportunity that could have been converted yesterday, and it didn't happen. Uh, he got a false start, which caused the Saints to have to bring out Trevor Simeon when they had a play that they felt comfortable with, with Taysom Hill. And we've seen Sean Payton on the sidelines really reading this guy the riot act. If you're asking me, I really just feel like there's nothing different based on what I've seen that tells me that Adam Troutman is the best tight end the Saints cast to offer. Okay, and if it is, if he is, then the Saints are really in some really tough trouble at the tight end position. They're in some really big trouble because Adam Troutman is an absolute disgrace out there on the field right now. I mean, I went back and I watched the game. You know, I, I don't like to be prisoner of the moment because sometimes, you know, we miss some things when we actually, you know, watching it in real time. But I went back and I checked out the game. And I have to say, man, Adam Troutman is straight dumpster juice right now. I mean, straight up. I mean, I like the guy. I think that he can turn a corner because he's so young. But he is just absolute hot garbage. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for the fact that this guy was a third-round pick coming out of Davidson, and the only issue that he had was actually blocking and for him to not be able to catch passes, just absolute disgrace. And and speaking of disgrace, I have to go to my homeboy, my boy, you know what I'm saying, a guy that I was rooting for, Kevin White. Uh, Kevin White needs to be working at Planet Fitness, 24-Hour Fitness, L.A. Fitness. He needs to be some fitness guru, uh, maybe teaching, I don't know, P.E., uh, maybe running some offense at his local high school. Because you cannot tell me that Kevin White is the best wide receiver that you can find out here. The Saints have given this guy so many opportunities to turn a corner. And don't give me that stuff about, oh, you know what I'm saying, like he's not good enough. Oh, you know what I'm saying, oh, he he can't get it done. You know what I'm saying, like because of uh, be, the injuries, because, you know what I'm saying, he hasn't played in a long time. Man, bump all that. I've seen guys come off the street that the Saints have signed, and they play better than Kevin White. Kevin White is just basically that local track star, the guy that's really, really fast, and he can get behind the defense, and he can't do anything else after that. This dude has all the physical talent that you need to be a wide receiver. Not bad with the footwork. Not bad with the speed. Can get behind defenders. But he can't catch a cold in 40 below. And it's an absolute disgrace, man. Like, Kevin White, if this is your answer, New Orleans Saints need to change the question. Kevin White ain't it. Kevin White is, indeed. Not it. This this ain't it, bro. This this is not it. I mean, I've, I'm really rooted for this guy. If you've been watching the State of the Saints podcast, 
I've been hyping this dude up like, man, this dude can really do something. To be honest with you, this, this is the realization of it. You go to the Chicago Bears, you get drafted by the Bears. The Bears are a defensive team. The Bears have been a defensive team for years, right? That's That's been their calling card. They've been a team that has a really good defense, but leaves a lot to be desired on offense. So Kevin White being tra- I mean, being drafted by them, not living up to his potential, you can kind of understand that. When you go to the New Orleans Saints and you are being coached by arguably the best play caller of the modern era in Sean Payton, guys who have come on this team and, and Sean Payton has basically turned those guys into some credible players, you have to honestly say, if Sean Payton can't fix you, you can't be fixed. And I would be highly surprised if Kevin White is still on his football team by the end of the week. There is nothing that I've seen from Kevin White for the exception of a 38-yard reception from Trevor Simeon to Ke- uh, Kevin White against the Buccaneers that tells you, okay, you go back to preseason, he had he missed two quick slant passes where he could have converted um, and, and, made some, and made a first down play. He had two opportunities to make, come up with some plays. People are talking about, well, Trevor Simeon should have led him to the outside. It's hard for me to believe that when I watched a five-foot-nothing wide receiver in Deontay Harris, when a ball was clearly overthrown, he leaped in front of the pass and caught it. It's hard for me to come up here and tell to you t- and say to you today that Kevin White, it, you know what I'm saying, that's an excuse for him. Kevin White, it ain't it, okay? The dude is an absolute disgrace. He is an embarrassment, and he, he is what he is. He is a bust. If Sean Payton can't fix you, you can't be fixed. So, I mean, you need to go and try to find out what you have at the other at, with the other guys. What do you have in Quine Baker? What do you have in Lil Jordan Humphreys? What do you have in Aesop Winston? Because Kevin White, no sir. Okay, if Kevin White is on my is is on my screen next week, um, I'm, I'm really questioning the New Orleans Saints as as a staff organization and mother loving crew. Okay, I don't want to see Kevin White on my field no more. I'm, I'm dead serious. There's nothing about Kevin White that makes me believe that he deserves an opportunity. And let me go ahead and get on the offensive line. All right. The offensive line of the New Orleans Saints. I got to go to my boy, Cesar Ruiz. Okay. Cesar Ruiz gets drafted in the first round. I mean, he he gave me one of my most epic rants. Okay. In, in, in State of the Saints podcast history, when the Saints drafted him, I'm thinking we're going to get a quarterback uh, of the future. We end up getting Cesar Ruiz. And if you go back, that's probably one of my most epic rants of all time. Cesar Ruiz slipping on the ground, slipping and sliding, channeling his inner uh, Andrews Pete. That ain't it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, Eric McCoy goes down, you get flipped to center. I mean, you was absolutely getting slapped around against the Carolina Panthers. You kind of got yourself together, and the more things change, the more they stay the same. I don't know what it is about the guard position for the New Orleans Saints. I don't know what the heck is going on. I don't know why is it that the Saints can find diamonds in the rough and very talented tackles, but they can't seem to fix the guard position. My freaking goodness. Between Andrews Pete and, and Cesar Ruiz, I got to tell you, man, the Saints, I mean, they need to do better at the guard position. I don't know Cesar, Cesar Ruiz. I don't know if it's just the fact that he played center throughout his entire career and it's just not working out for him or just the fact that he's just not good at his position. But the Saints are going to have to figure it out. I don't know, maybe get Landon Taylor in there. I mean, I heard he was pretty good playing in Kentucky. I mean, he can't be no worse than what I've seen out of Cesar Ruiz. I mean, these guys are coming up the gut. And we know that Trevor Simeon, 
I mean, God bless him, man. He can he can throw a little bit, but we know if pressure is in his face, he's going to fall down on the ground or he's going to panic. So if any type of pressure gets into his face, he is not going to make the right decision. He is not going to make the right decision. Cesar Ruiz, I, I'm calling this dude out, man. He's been playing really, really bad. And, um, you know, you got to be able to fix this issue or the Saints are going to have some problems. They're going to have some problems, man. We we came into this season thinking that the best position that the Saints actually had was the offensive line. And for them to go ahead and get slapped around the way that they have and get, you know what I'm saying, and get pimp slapped around the way that the Tennessee Titans did to them in the first half of this game, I have to say, man, I'm I'm very disappointed in this team. And also I have to I have to give a little bit of disappointment to my guy, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, look, you got paid, dude. You're supposed to be you know what I'm saying? A shutdown corner. You're supposed to be locked down. You're supposed to be certified, bona fide out there on the field. But it just seems like to me, you know what I'm saying? You look like you're the second coming, you know, of uh, Darrell Revis when you're playing against elite competition. But when you're going up against guys that people probably never really heard of, or they have to use Wikipedia to find, you go out there and you play like you just one of the worst cornerbacks in football. I mean, they were out there misusing and abusing Marshawn Lattimore, man. And we cannot afford to have that type of production from, you know what I'm saying, from, from a guy that we count on week in, week out. Marshawn Lattimore, I don't know what the issue is. I don't know what's going on, but he has to stay focused, man. This is one of the main reasons why people talk about him not being a really good corner. This is one of the main reasons why people will call the the – the you know state of the saints podcast and say stuff like oh marshawn Lattimore ain't worth you know what i'm saying the price of admission oh you know saints need to try to go out here and get somebody else but it just you know it is not a good look okay it's not a good look the dude is just way too inconsistent this has been his calling card throughout his career you know playing like he's lights out one week and playing inconsistent the next week i mean like like Forrest Gump's mama mom said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I'm going to say life is like Marshawn Lattimore. You never know what you're going to get. You never know if you're going to get a lockdown, shutdown corner one week, or you're going to get somebody that's going to be getting smoked uh, by the guy that's probably not even going to be on the team the following week. He has to play better. There's absolutely no excuse for that. Okay, he has got to play better. Some people I'm seeing in the chat saying that the dude is trash. No, he is not. He is inconsistent, okay? Trash is when you know for a fact that this dude is going to get smoked game in, game out, week in, week out, okay? We need to prioritize. We need to prioritize on that, okay? Playing a cornerback is a tough position, but when you're falling to that elite category, when you fall into that elite category, I can't give you the pass that I would give somebody like a P.J. Williams. You know what I'm saying? We grade P.J. Williams on a different curve. And if you want to be honest with you, if we being straight up 100% real, P.J. Williams has been more consistent than Marshawn Lattimore this season. As much as we talk about P.J. Williams getting on those one-year deals, he has been more consistent than Marshawn Lattimore. Can anybody, really out, can anybody out here really talk about P.J. Williams' production this season? Arguably, this is probably the best season P.J. Williams has had in the Saints uniform. He came up clutch against Tampa Bay. We've seen him pick a pass off against the New England Patriots. I mean, if we're betting, if we're talking about cornerback play P- and, and, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and safety play, you have to say that P.J. Williams is probably playing better than most of the cornerbacks and safeties on the team. Seriously. The inconsistency of Marshawn Lattimore, we, you know what I'm saying, we cannot have week after week. This team is snake bitten right now, right? When it comes to the injuries, 
We cannot have guys that we count on week in, week out, game in, game out to perform. We cannot count on those guys to have down games because we already have issues. Okay, we don't have a number one receiver. Alvin Kamara was out, even though Mark Ingram did a really good job. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. We, but you cannot have these key players going out there being out of position. You can't have guys that we count on to make plays not making plays because that is the most frustrating thing about being a New Orleans Saints fan in 2021. The fact that we see them go out here and they go up against elite competition and they play and they beat elite competition. Then they go up against guys that don't even need to be on the same field with them when it comes to talent, when it comes to coaching, when it comes to X's and O's, and they go out there and they lay an egg. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, man. I am absolutely sick and tired of watching the New Orleans Saints play down to their competition. I am sick and tired of watching this team continuously, week after week, beat themselves with the penalties, all these false starts, these drop passes. I mean, just guys not being in position, guys getting you know slapped around on the offensive line. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. If the Saints went out there and they executed – and, you know, say you didn't have penalties involved and you didn't have drop passes involved and they lose the game, maybe I would feel a little bit better. But when you have penalties and when you have these drops and at the end of the game, you're still in it and you're losing by one point and you're losing by two points, that tells me everything that I need to know. The Saints are beating themselves week after week after week. You know what I'm saying? They are keeping the scores close in these games that they win because they are not executing correctly and i'm tired of it i don't know about you but i'm tired of it if the saints went out there and they lost because they were down a man they were dealing with injuries and i could come on here on the state of the saints podcast and say well look man it is not our year you know what i'm saying we got a lot of injuries but when you are weathering the storm week after week and you are in these games that you are in the fight week after week and you're losing because of false starts and you're losing because of these uh, defensive holding penalties, and you're losing because guys can't kick field goals. It is absolutely frustrating, and I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of dealing with this, man. It, it's it's hard enough to try to win in this league when you're doing everything correctly, but when you're beating yourself, it is the most frustrating thing to watch. It is the most frustrating thing to watch. There is no way in the world the Saints should have lost this game on yesterday. There's no way. There's no way they should have lost this game because looking at the game based on what I saw when I went back and I rewatched this game, there is no way the Saints should have lost this game. There is no way the Saints should have lost this football game. They played better. They played better than the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, just like the Atlanta Falcons, capitalized on ridiculous, stupid mistakes by the New Orleans Saints. This is the second week in a row the New Orleans Saints have beaten themselves, and it is the most frustrating thing in the world to watch as a Saints fan. But I want to go ahead and uh, read some of the comments, and thank you all so much for uh, being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. I'm going to go ahead and stroll back up, take a look at some of your comments, see what you all have to say, and um, we're going to take it from there. I'm not going to go back too far. I'm going to go ahead and start uh, with DLP2600. He says, uh, Lattimore, let this dude, Marquise Johnson, I never heard uh, of beat him for over 150 yards. That cat from week uh, before uh, Zacharis beat Lattimore for two touchdowns. That is what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. Like I said, 
Okay? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That is one of the most famous uh, lines in movie history, okay, from Forrest Gump. Life is like Marshawn Lattimore. You never know what you're going to get. That is my new saying, okay? I like Marshawn Lattimore. That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, But at the same time, his, life is like him right now. You never know what you're going to get. You never know if you're going to get a lockdown, shutdown corner one week or you're going to get yourself – looking like, uh, I don't know, Eric Allen in a Saints uniform. Like, it is just absolutely ridiculous, man, the way he just lets bottom-tier receivers make him look like he's one of the worst cornerbacks in football. But when you go up against elite, stiff competition, guys that are out here getting 1,500, 1,600 yards a season, you go out there and be locked down, shut down, and then you want the whole world to sing your praises. Heck no. It don't work like that, man. You got to play with that same type of enthusiasm. You got to play with the same type of enthusiasm as if you're going up against Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, uh, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, you know what I'm saying, like Justin Jefferson. You got to be able to go up against guys like you're playing, like you're playing these guys every single week. When you have Marquise Johnson, Hunter Winthrow, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like guys like that, Zacharis. I mean, just a bunch of no, no disrespect to those guys. They belong in the league. They make plays, but a bunch of role players. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's hard enough, you know what I'm saying, to win a basketball game with Steph Curry cooking. But are you gonna go out there and let somebody else, you know what I'm saying, just a role player go out there and get 20 and 20 and 5 on you? Like, are you kidding me, man? You have to go out there and you have to execute and you got to play as if you're playing elite competition every single game. This dude played down to his competition way too much. And this is his fifth season. So I don't feel bad about saying this. I am the biggest Marshawn Lattimore supporter that you're ever going to find. But you got to call a spade a spade. The dude is leaving a lot to be desired. And it is it is is not a good thing, man. It is not a good thing. The offenses are attacking the middle of the crossing routes. And that's another thing. That's, thank you, Charles. Thank you very much. All of these crossing routes, all of these boot action plays, these dudes been getting beat by these plays for the last two years. I don't know if you want to go back to that game versus the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. That's all the Raiders were doing. They were doing those crossing routes and those boot action plays. And the Saints, for some apparent reason, cannot, will not, shall not, shallant be able to stop those plays it is ridiculous man like how many times are you going to get beat on that boot action how many times are these guys going to get keep on killing you with these crossing routes every time a team offensively can successfully execute crossing routes it is going to be a tough game for the saints cornerbacks and the saints defense as a whole how many times like honestly if i am an offensive coordinator you know what I'm doing right now? I'm trying to scheme up enough as many crossing routes as I possibly can. And guess what? And guess what the Philadelphia Eagles can do really well? Those crossing routes. Okay? And now you're going up against a guy like Jalen Hurts that can extend plays. So good luck with that. Spanking them, TJ. Our defense gives the middle of the field available all the time. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous at this point. And I'm 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 frustrated as I don't know what man like watching this stuff. This is this is uh ridiculous. Goes to 2014 Saints secondary yesterday. First half, first half, Derek. First half, I agree. Second half, they they played much better. 
Alfred, thank you very much for the 499. Says this season makes me appreciate Drew legacy more because a lot of these situations Drew would have bailed us out with goatness outshine our flaws. Absolutely. Okay. You know, that's why, you know, a lot of these pundits out here say, be careful what you wish for. A lot of us were ready to push out uh, Drew Brees out the door because we like, man, you know, Drew Brees, you know, he, he's getting up there and he's holding the team back. But in a lot of ways, he was making up for a lot of the imperfections of this team. But look, Drew Brees is going like let, let's just get that in our minds. All right. Drew Brees is going. He's not coming back. It's just as simple as that. Some of you, I will say this. Some of you are spoiled because you've never seen life outside of Drew Brees. you never seen life outside of Drew Brees. Some of you in your 30s and your 40s, you probably remember some of these times. And maybe you're make, these times are making you reflect back to life post-Drew Brees, right? But some of you are in like mid-20s, 26, 27, or probably start to appreciate football in your early teens. So the only thing you remember is successful quarterback play in New Orleans. So some of you are not used to some of these issues that the Saints have been dealing with. So <laughs> when you look at this kind of stuff, you it's uncharted territories. All right? It's uncharted territory watching inconsistency at the quarterback position because you never experienced that. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It, it is not your fault that you didn't experience it. I mean, you were just too young. In 2006, if you were 10, if you were 10 years old when Drew Brees first came, you're about 25, 26 right now, right? So all you know <laughs> throughout your entire, you know what I'm saying, young life has been consistency at the quarterback position. So you're not used to being in these type of situations, but I am. And I know for a fact that Drew Brees left us with a lot of memories. But at the same time, he set the standard. So we have a certain standard at the quarterback position that we expect to be there at all times. But I keep telling everybody, and I've said this to you, there's a reason why Drew Brees, after five years, uh, post-retirement, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame because there's very few quarterbacks that can do what Drew Brees did in the NFL and as a member of the New Orleans Saints. And I have an appreciation for that. But Drew Brees retired. Drew Brees has given everything he possibly can to this organization. Blood, sweat, tears, his entire body. The last time we seen Drew Brees, he had, what, 11, you know what I'm saying, broken ribs, right? You know what I'm saying, a, a shoulder injury and a bunch of other injuries. This dude has given us everything he possibly can. Drew Brees isn't coming through that door anymore. And if he's coming through that door, probably for him to say hello to everybody. But the dude is focused on his, his life after football. So he's not coming back. We, you know what I'm saying, as an organization, have to figure out ways to be able to figure things out, out you know what I'm saying, without Drew Brees. It's just as simple as that. You know, I, I don't – I mean, Drew Brees did everything that he could for this organization. So I, I'm not comparing anybody to Drew Brees. I'm not. Okay, Drew Brees would have did this. Drew Brees would have did that. Absolutely. But Drew Brees is gone, Right. And Drew Brees was the, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So guess what? You're not going to find anybody else that can play like him, right? Anybody that comes through that door, they are not going to be Drew Brees. Because if they are Drew Brees, then maybe we are looking at Drew Brees' legacy differently. 
because that's the reason why we look at quarterbacks being great. There's a reason why we look at quarterbacks, uh, you know what I'm saying, being the greatest of all time. It's because they stand out. No matter how many quarterbacks come through the NFL, they stand out. So I'm not expecting people, any quarterback, no matter if it's Simeon, no matter if it's Winston, no matter if it's Hill, Ian Book, or any other quarterback that may come in the future. Drew Brees stands alone. So I'm not expecting anybody to be Drew Brees because there's only one. The last thing, thank you very much for the $5, says this is a quarterback issue. Taysom Hill should have be starting if the pass game isn't working. We need a dual-threat quarterback to scramble. Trevor's not it. What in the world have we seen that tells us that Trevor is not it besides the fact that he that he doesn't run? Somebody please tell me that. I, I, I don't understand that. What is this fascination with quarterbacks running? Like, that doesn't make you a better quarterback just because you can run out of the pocket. It does not make you a better quarterback. Trevor Simeon is making the right throws. He is making the right reads. I mean, he, he I mean, he's throwing it to the guys in their hands and they dropping it. So what's the difference between Trevor Simeon standing in the pocket? I, I, I want you all to fully understand this. What's the difference between Trevor Simeon standing in the pocket and throwing the ball right into the hands of a wide receiver and they drop it, or right into the hands of a tight end and he drop it versus Taysom Hill. First and 10, Taysom moves around in the pocket. He moves, he'll lose a guy, throws it downfield. Incomplete. So what's the difference? What's the difference? What is the difference? Oh, because he can scramble for a couple of yards? Well, guess what? If you still scramble for a couple of yards, are you still counting on Taysom Hill to scramble down the field? Are you looking for him to break for 80 yards down the field? Because guess what? Even if he's scrambling, even if he's converting on, you know, converting first downs, if a wide receiver can't catch, if a tight end can't catch, what's the difference? What is the difference? I, that's why I don't understand. Like we up here acting like Taysom Hill can be the answer. Answer for what? Answer for what? What, what is the question? Uh, the question, you know, question, you know what I'm saying? What is the question? You know what I'm saying? It's Taysom Hill really the answer. He gives you 10 yards. But your wide receivers and tight ends can't catch. What's the difference? What is the difference? He can roll out to throw the pass for them to get it, to, to drop it. Instead of standing in the pocket, standing strong in them dropping it. What is the difference? What is the difference? Unless Taysom Hill is going to break free for 50-yard touchdowns, 60-yard touchdowns, then I don't see a solution. The solution is finding some wide receivers and some tight ends that can catch the football. Okay, there is nothing that I see from Trevor Simeon that tells me that the Saints can't win with this dude. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing that that I see that tells me that the Saints can't win with Trevor Simeon. And then we up here talking about, man, Taysom needs to be the quarterback. (laughs) Bruh, do y'all see these wide receivers? Like, are y'all watching what I'm watching? Are y'all seeing what I'm seeing? If you put Taysom Hill... Think about this, folks. If you put Taysom Hill at quarterback, you are taking away one weapon that the Saints can utilize. So this dude behind under center every single snap, you're literally, you're literally taking away an offensive weapon that can be used. Did not did Taysom Hill did didn't Taysom Hill run between the tackles and catch a pass for a first down? So if you have him under center every single time, you're taking away a playmaker. So I don't, I don't understand that. What is this fascination? Look, I get it, right? 
in modern day NFL, you have to have the ability to scramble and, and roll around in the pocket. I agree with that. I do. I do 100% agree with that. But that's the least of the Saints' problem. When you have wide receivers that can't catch, no matter if a quarterback rolling out, boot action, play action, you know what I'm saying, any type of action. If a wide receiver tight end can't catch, it's just a waste of time. It's just a waste of time. I'm sorry, man. I don't care who back there. Drew Brees can be back there throwing a the football. If dudes can't catch, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't what it is. Uh Roderick said, TJ, calm down a bit, my G. Watch your blood pressure, but I feel your frustration. Look, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not on edge. You know what I'm saying? I'm just extremely excited, number one, to do this show. And number two, to really understand where people are coming from. All right. I, I want people. I, I want to know what people, I want to know what the breaks are because it really just does not make any sense whatsoever. Taysom Hill is not going to give you anything more except for the ability to run the football. But eventually you're going to have to count on receivers and tight ends to catch the football. I, I don't care what Taysom Hill, I don't care if Taysom Hill lowering the shoulders, breaking six tackles, getting first downs. Guess what? You're going to have to throw the football, and guys are going to have to make plays. And if they're not making plays, guess what? You're going to be in the same predicament, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter who it is, no matter who you got, it's going to be the same situation over and over and over again. So I, I don't I, I don't get it. Uh, let's see. Listen, I'm a Taysom Hill fan, but Trevor is doing his job. He has some things to work on when it comes to ball placement. But he's hitting wide receivers in their hand. Keith, thank you very much. That's a good point. And I want people to understand this very, very fully. Um, Trevor Simeon does have some room for improvement. I'm not saying that, you know, he out there, you know, balling out of control or anything like that. Now, on that two-minute drill, you can't take a sack. You got to get that ball out. You got to throw the ball away, throw it at the running back feet, throw it somewhere. But you cannot take a sack. You cannot take a sack, okay? You, you're you basically putting your team behind an eight ball. Those two sacks took the team out of field goal range, which even if they weren't field goal range, I mean, who had the confidence they were actually going to make the field goal? But anyway, you're still taking your team out of field goal range, okay? So you got to be able to throw the ball away and not take a sack. That's, that's one thing that I feel Trevor Simeon needs to work on. He needs to be able to stand strong in the pocket, he gets too uh, frustrated. He gets too rattled when he sees pressure. So I, I think that he needs to work on his footwork in that regard. Yes, we need some wide receivers and tight ends that can catch bad. Our offense looks bad. Not the quarterback. It's the receivers. Uh, we have none. Yeah, we have absolutely no uh, really good receivers. Deontay Harris, look, if he was a little bit taller, then we probably have something there. But relying on your five foot six, five foot seven wide receiver to make plays constantly, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough for, you know, a guy that small to be able to be your number one receiver. Marquez Callaway, like I said before, he's like a Bigfoot sighting or a Loch Ness Monster sighting. You know, he shows up every now and then. Traquan Smith, to me, played probably his best football game I've seen him play in a while. He did a pretty good job yesterday. He was really out there balling out. He was really trying to make some things happen. But, um, you know, you know, I... <laughs> I mean, this 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 wide receiver group is trash. They awful. They awful, man. This this, this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. 
Like we wasting our time, but we think these guys are going to be what we want them to be. Like I'm just looking forward to next year. Like if we can make the playoffs, fine. Do I feel like we still going to make the playoffs? I'm still optimistic. But this wide receiver group is garbage. Hey, TJ, if Taysom Hill was the answer, trust me, Sean Payton would use him. They know. Yeah. You know, like people act that <laughs> that don't even make sense. Like it, it's amazing how that narrative changes. Right, Marco? Now, when Jameis Winston was the quarterback, we were all talking about, oh, Sean Payton just need to let Jameis be able to just cook. We need to let him cook. Now, all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, you know, he comes in and, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Trevor Simeon, you know what I'm saying? He the quarterback. Oh, Taysom, he the answer now. Like, give me a break, man. Like, we talk about Sean Payton' obsession with Taysom Hill. So, if he has this uh, obsession with Taysom Hill, think about this. If he has this obsession with Taysom Hill, why wouldn't he, in this particular opportunity, allow Taysom Hill to start? Right? If he's forcing the issue with Taysom Hill, wouldn't he allow him to be the starting quarterback if he felt like this was the best answer? I mean, it's amazing how to go how we just changed the narrative, right? No quarterback is going to save this wide receiver room. I'm sorry, uh, but they can't bother bringing in someone like Golden Tate, but will gladly uh, give Kevin White a paycheck. Can't scheme open, uh, blow pass catching forever. Well, well, Ryan, um, that Kevin that Kevin White experiment, uh, man, need the exit stage left. I'm I'm over Kevin White. Like I'm serious, man. This dude can go sit down somewhere. Uh, you know, I expect for him to have some type of uh, YouTube channel where he helping people, you know what I'm saying, work on their they triceps or biceps or something like this because this dude does not deserve to be playing and getting no no paycheck for an active, a active paycheck. Okay, practice squad paycheck, fine, whatever. Okay, we need somebody that's fast that can take the top off the defense to show us what this wide receiver going to do next week. Cool. But active playing, actively playing out there on the field, this dude is taking up space, dude. Like, seriously. This dude is taking up space and time. Like, seriously, man. The dude ain't it. I'm sorry. I wanted this dude to work so badly, but he ain't it. I mean, Lil Jordan Humphreys is better than him. Okay? Aesop Winston, I believe, is better than him. Heck, Quan Baker, I feel like, is better than him. I, I do not feel like those other guys would come into the game and not be able to catch at least one pass. This dude, like, just, man, he awful. Like, seriously, like, he is, he is, he ain't, he is not good. He is not good. I'm sorry. He is not good. Okay. You, you missing pass. Like, and the thing about it is, we seen this dude miss passes when nobody's really guarding him. Okay. So, what, why would we expect this dude to catch passes when you got, Two and three guys covered all over you. I mean, you can't catch passes when you're wide open. You can't catch passes when you're covered. So why are you out there? I like I'm literally at 35 years old. I'm dead serious. I feel like I can catch better than Kevin White. Like I'm serious. I feel like I'm a better pass catcher than than, than Kevin White. Now, I, and I'm not just saying that either. I'm dead serious. I feel like I can catch passes better than Kevin White. The the dude is awful. The dude is dude dude is not here. Okay, we can talk about game jitters and you not playing and dealing with those injuries and allowing those things to get in your head for so long. Okay, we we can we can we can pacify you for so long, but eventually we just got to call a spade a spade, and that spade is he sucks. I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying? I'm off. I'm off. I, I like I'm off the Kevin White uh, wagon. I'm off. 
You know, I'm off of it. There's nothing about this dude that tells me that his career can be resurrected. He's just not good. He, he's just not good. And he never will be good. You know I mean, look, you're almost 30 years old, haven't, haven't recorded a regular season touchdown in your career. You suck. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. You suck. Okay, I'm going to take a few uh, calls right now, see what you all have to say uh, about this game. And uh, and if you have any other questions or concerns, uh, feel free to uh, comment. Let me see. TJ doesn't know the quarterback solution. Uh, if guys can't catch, insert a running quarterback. There is no fascination with uh, Tate. It's the answer. Love you, my guy, but stop. Like, what? what is he going to – like, what is he going to do? What is oh okay okay, what what is he really going what is he really going to do okay he gonna run he gonna run around okay you know what I'm saying Benny Benny Hill style right you know do, 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 do. you know he gonna throw the ball down the field and they gonna complete the pass so you're expecting you're expecting Taysom Hill to run the ball every single time you expect him to run the ball every single time now if if they can run the ball every single time with Taysom Hill or he gonna break free for about fifty yards then that's the answer. But what you going to do at the quarterback position when Taysom Hill in the pocket and he throw the football and these guys drop passes? Okay? It just don't make any sense to me, dude. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it don't make any sense to me. Right? It, it don't. Like, we can, we can talk about this all day, all night. But if you think, like, honestly, looking and based on, based on what I'm seeing from the offense of the New Orleans Saints and expecting Taysom Hill to come in to change the fortunes of the New Orleans Saints, I, I just think that's – that's not to me. That's that's not a smart solution. Uh, we gonna go to Josh. Uh, Josh, how you doing, man? Well, what's up, TJ? Man, I'm fine, man. Uh, yeah, man. And thank you for calling in. Appreciate it, man. So, what, what you thought about the game? Okay, so I'm gonna start out with something you you probably will not agree with. I'm actually gonna defend Troutman a little bit, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, a tight end cannot do a whole lot when the when a defense does not have to respect the actual wide receivers. Hmm. You okay. know, Jimmy Graham would not have been Jimmy Graham without Marcus Colston. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Okay, uh, that was that's interesting. List of tight ends going way back to Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson had good receivers. You know what I mean? Right. But when you don't have to respect the receivers, you can focus on a tight end. So even if that tight end is good, he's going to be basically crap. Now, Jimmy. Now. To your point, Troutman is making a lot of drops, but I think he's kind of a – I think that's part of him being a little bit jittery. He knows he's going to kind of get hit right away. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's, he knows he's not going to have rooms for a lot of yards after the catch. Right. He, he still needs to clean that up. Right. But I feel like if our receivers were at least somewhat clicking, um, or if we had gotten OBJ or whatever, we just had one go-to receiver – Troutman would be doing a lot better, but you can't put the games. No, no tight end is going to carry a team. It's just not going to happen. And like, I just feel like if we had a better receiving core, Troutman would be doing better. All right. I mean, um, that's that's an interesting point, but Josh, I, I can't I can't accept it because I look at and I know this is like two different realms of, of tight end play, but I look at the 49ers when they got uh, George Kittle. Name a wide name a top notch wide receiver that you know that they have. I mean, you can, I mean, you they got Debo, they got Debo Samuels, but Debo Samuels ain't just dominating the game like that. George Kittle is the best receiver on their team. You know what I'm saying? Like he's still winning his matchups, and even if the ball is close knit, 
he know he's gonna get hit, he's still catching the football. This dude, like honestly, this dude is literally go back and watch these last two games. This dude is literally getting separation and he's dropping the ball. Okay, if I if he's like right, like if, if they like right on him, then I can understand that. That third down play where Trevor Simeon threw him that pass, he could have, you know what I'm saying, caught that pass, probably turned around and got that one yard that he needed for the first down. He just clearly dropped the pass. There are sometimes I understand that, you know what I'm saying, I'm not expecting for him to be the number one receiver. But God dog, man, when the ball is in your hand, catch it, man. Like seriously, like you go like in that hole, you're going to get hit. That's football. Like, yeah, you're going to get hit. Like, you're going to get hit this play or you're going to get hit the next play. I just can't accept that, man. Like, he he has got to play better than what he's playing right now, man. He's missing short passes. He's missing passes, you know what I'm saying, that that's actually can, can change, the like, the momentum of the game. Like, that fourth down pass that he dropped, like, think about that, man. If the Saints would have converted that fourth down – he could have probably got a field goal or a touchdown out of that. And then we talking about a completely different story versus the Falcons. Like this dude is really costing this team momentum and games, man. So man, I don't know, man. I, I understand these wide receivers trash, but if if you man, just catch the football. Just catch football. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm not gonna dwell on that because that's not even the main point that I wanted to make. That's not even the main reason why I called him. That was just kind of like a side deal there. Right, right. Um, did you get my email? Because that's about what I'm about to talk about. No, nah, go ahead. No, nah, I, I I got the email. I know it's um you know about the about the running game, but I'll let you go ahead and um expound on that for everybody. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So, yeah, I, I am still kind of in pissed off mode at Sean Payton because I do not believe Sean Payton is making full use of our, our backfield. We have a very talented backfield. We've got mm-hmm. Kamara, we now have Ingram, we've got Ty Montgomery, who who isn't a pro bowler, but is not a slouch. Right. We've got that Washington kid who has shown that he's got some talent. Right. Other teams know we're going to run the football, yet all Sean ever does is put the game on one guy, usually AK, but AK's out now for a couple weeks or whatever. Right. And now this week it was Ingram. Now, I think we have the most talented backfield in the football, and if we don't, we're pretty close. We're like number two, three, four, something. Right. We need to start getting, especially given how crappy our receivers are, we need to start getting all four of those backs involved in the game, and we need to start designing some run schemes that get them involved. Could you imagine what Pete Carroll could do with our backfield? Hmm, good point. Super Bowl rings in a row. Right. Same with Kyle Shanahan. And even Bill Belichick, and I know Bill Belichick's a defense coach, but when it comes to offense, he is run-minded. Right. Um, you know, so I mean, but Sean Payton refuses to commit to the run. Now he's running the football because we have to be a running team, right? But he still refuses to be one hundred percent focused and by um, by one hundred percent buy into the run, even though right. that's how all our talent is. Right. But the whole reason AK's got a knee injury is because Sean made it the all AK show all the time mm. situation. You yeah. know, so I mean, if Sean does not. Um, start getting all those backs involved and start coming up with some actual unique running schemes. I'm not talking about backfield passes and, and screens. I'm talking about actual running schemes. Right. Then this season, if we don't get to the playoffs, is on Sean Payton for not making full use of that that amazing backfield that we have that we're just like sitting on. Right. Um, that's the thing that pisses me off most. Of the, you can talk about the receivers all day, but they are what they are, and they're not going to get any better. Yeah. But we've got super talent in the backfield. We need to start making full freaking use of it. Right. Um, that play on um, what was it? Third and ten. 
when they were on like the 20 yard line or something, mm-hmm. it was called Mark Ingram up the middle and it did nothing because the whole defense just collapsed. They knew exactly what was going to happen. Right. It was just a one back set like Sean always does. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. If that's the, if, if to my opinion, it doesn't matter about the receivers. What matters is we have a super talented backfield that we're not really using as much as we could. And if we don't get to the playoffs, that's why. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Well, I agree. You know, I agree with that, Josh. You have you have anything else? Um, you know, I'll just go ahead and um, talk a little bit about that. Um, go ahead. Yeah, okay, but here, here's my thing. I do agree with what you're saying. You know, like when the 49ers, and I, I keep on talking about them, but they had like wide receivers. They had like Debo Samuels lined up in the backfield. You know what I'm saying? Running like the jet sweeps. You got a guy in Deontay Harris you can run jet sweeps with. They they come up with all these different type of exotic type run plays. And I, I go back to the NFC Championship game when they played the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Jim Garoppolo threw the ball 10 times the entire game. So because of the different mixes of, you know what I'm saying, run packages that they actually had. Now, my question would be, what about this offensive line? Like, we can't, like, talk about – you know what I'm saying? The offensive line and pass protection and can't talk about it when it comes to running. Like, oh, what are we asking this offensive line to actually do? Are these guys up to the challenge? But I will say this. Sean Payton does have an infatuation uh, with, you know, with Alvin Kamara, which honestly, why why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? He's like the best weapon that you have on the team. And if it ain't for him, you probably ain't not going in it, you know, ain't not going far. So I can understand that. But you still have talented guys like Harris. You got talented guys uh, like Ingram coming back. And yeah, you, you can use them in a variety of ways. So I do agree that they're going to have to change some things up. And I think, like, in the future, most likely they will. You know, they're still running an uh, offense kind of similar to what they did with Drew. You know, like, the way they're using Simeon, to me, the reason, the real reason why they're using Simeon is because they can convert back to that traditional New Orleans Saints offense that they had in the past. And that, you know, and probably using Taysom, you'll probably have to change it up. And you also have to ask the question, if you are to use Taysom, do you have the players that can make Taysom, you know what I'm saying, look more effective? So that could be a reason why Trevor Simeon is playing too. But I do feel like they're going to have to change some things up. And I think it's going to happen because no matter who the quarterback is, they're not going to be Drew. And uh, you have to you have to Why do you think Sean just won't? get all those backs involved and start designing some of those run schemes. Why do you think he just refuses to do that? And by the way, to the guy that says Trevor Simeon sucks. No, he doesn't. He's been doing an awesome job. He's been very yeah, active. I, I, don't, I don't see. I don't understand. The reason why, why oh, oh, but Josh, uh, the reason to answer your question, the reason why I feel like he doesn't do it because I don't think he trusts these players. I don't think he trusts these players to be able to successfully execute different exotic run plays. Like you have to like, you have to have a certain level of athleticism from your guard position. Like, honestly, Cesar Ruiz, if you go and look at this video that they have out right now, this dude was like the lead blocker going out to the outside and just completely whiffed, you know what I'm saying, on the first block. So, and, and the guy ended up tackling, I want to say Ingram, he ended up tackling Hill. I can't remember which one. You have to have a certain level of athleticism from your guard position for these guys to be lead blockers. It's good when it works in the screen game because – you know, you got all that pressure going towards the quarterback, so all of that momentum goes into them, and that forces them to be the lead blocker. When you're doing all these different exotic run plays, you're expecting for that you know, that guard to shoot out in front of that, that running back in order to get that first level in order for him to get a couple yards. So maybe he's not trusting his offensive line, and he definitely doesn't trust 
you know, these wide receivers. You know, like, it, like usually that kind of stuff works when you actually have some receivers that, you know, people actually respect. Well, this is where some two-batch sets come in, TJ, because if you've got Ingram and, say, uh, Washington on the field, right? Right, right. You don't know which one is going to get the ball and which one is going to be the extra blocker. So right. that will help create some mysteries. But I don't know, man. That's just – it's just been bugging me for a few weeks, and I've been telling you about it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's coming. They're going to have to change it up, man, because based on these wide receivers that they actually have right now, and if they're trying to make a run at the playoffs, be, and, it, and honestly, the division is still up for grabs. So it's not, you know what I'm saying, they're not completely out of it. So if they're going to have to make, if they're going to make a run at it, uh, at it they're going to have to change some things up. So hopefully they can probably implement some of the things that you're talking about. But uh, Josh, thank you so much, man. And you make a very interesting point. And uh, I think they're going to have to change some things up. I definitely agree with what you're saying on that, man. Appreciate the call. All right, thanks, TJ. All right, take it easy. Yeah, I mean, Josh made a good point, man. Changing up the offense, knowing that you're a run, run, running team as of right now, why not come up with some of these different exotic runs to help your team, uh, you know, be able to be a little bit uh, more explosive? You know what I'm saying? Like focus in on the thing that you do best. You know? But I want to take this moment before we get back into the calls. I got to mention the sponsor, uh, DraftKings.com. It says, this Thanksgiving, be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. So if any team scores a point, you'll get $100 in free bets by betting a dollar. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app, and use the promo code State of Saints. All right, S O T S S O T S. All right, so uh, for all the people out there that's once that's interested uh, in DraftKings, uh, they have that uh, promo for you that's available right now. We're gonna go to uh, God of Creation. God of Creation, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing? I'm doing fine, man. What you got for me? Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I I told y'all last week that. We not a playoff team. This Saints team, I ain't gonna lie with you. This Saints team ain't a playoff team, especially when our defense keep keep having these. I they they keep playing average against average teams. I'm sorry, them Titans is not good. I don't care. They went on a seven six five four three two one game winning streak. They are not good. The only the only time they're good is if Derrick Henry is in that backfield, Lion Tannehill is not good at QB. He is average. He's an average QB. And we we and we and lost to them. A.J. Brown didn't even do nothing. They didn't even have Julio playing. Right. We, we like, if we had some type of offensive, uh, offensive uh, weapons, we would have won that game easily. Hmm. There was nothing they did. That should have surprised the Saints. It was not AP. We not did. They had AP in the backfield, but that ain't AP from the Vikings. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like there, there was no reason at all why we should have lost this game, and there's no reason why our defense keeps having these, these just, just unbelievable, questionable starts. It, 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 it is very annoying. And mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Oh man, they did great in the second half. That that's that's fine and dandy. 
but right. then it obviously didn't amount to anything because we still lost. Right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm first off, go ahead, creation. I, I gotta say this, man. Uh, the Titans are a good football team. You know, they're, they're the number one team in the AFC right now. I mean, you you lost Derrick Henry, but still, I mean, that's that's a good football team over there. They may not be the most exciting team to watch. They they are they are rough and rugged, gritty team. That that's that's how they play. Like I don't know if you watch them a lot, but that's that's kind of them. You know what I'm saying? Muddying up the field. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like come up with some of these different exotic plays from time to time. That that's that's just them. You know what I'm saying? Play action team. Um, I don't want to say that. I I I can't. I gotta disagree with you when I say that the Tennessee Titans are not a good football team. They are. They are a good football team. Good football team, like good football teams, take advantage of what bad football teams do. You know what I'm saying? Them fumbling the football, uh, them, you know what I'm saying, like giving them short fields and executing and getting field goals, actually making field goals. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's what good football right. teams do, man. So, right. yeah, but, but I definitely agree with you on that first half. Defense needs to start better. But go ahead, finish. I was just going to say, I'm, the only reason I'm saying that is because. Look at what we have. Do you think this Tennessee Titan? <laughs> you think this Tennessee Titan team would be able to be if we had Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and then the defense playing like they did against Bucks? Yeah, that, that Tennessee do. Titan team wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't even I if do. they had Derrick Henry. I don't. I do not see they. They they not that good. I, I feel like they're overhyped. They they're they're a team that oh they're strong and they do this and that that's cool. But Derrick Henry is the main source of that of that team. They're like what without Derrick Henry, they are they are nothing. Man, they they almost beat us. They almost beat us with Michael Thomas, with Drew Brees a couple of years ago. If it wasn't for CJ Garner Johnson. Uh, hitting Ty Sharp and knocking that ball out of his hand, we might be having a completely different story. Yeah, right, but our defense wasn't as elite. They they were about the same. They still were good. They were still a good defense. Right, they were good, but they wasn't. They wasn't like this. This defense is like our corners. Like our corners is on another level. You know what I'm saying? And Marshawn, even though he has some questionable times, he's cut that down. He's cut that down. We ten weeks in. We we've passed ten weeks in. I can only say he's only had what, what like four games to where it's like questionable. This this one, which was just the first half, you the you can't Giants one. Hey, you can't call yourself, look 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 look. You can't call yourself elite if you're struggling against guys like you know what I'm saying a bunch of no name guys. I mean, look, I, I, I said at the beginning, <laughs> I said at the beginning, I am the biggest Marshawn Lattimore supporter that you're ever going to find. But the dude been playing like slow for the last two weeks, bro. And and it's not like you're going up against elite competition here. Right, and yeah. You got to play. You got to play better, man. You you got to play better. And I can't accept the fact that these guys been playing lights out because you had an opportunity to seal the deal versus the Falcons one on one. Cordell Patterson on Paulson Adebo, he gets behind yeah. and he catches he the field goal. The defense, we talk about the defense all day, all night. Good defenses, great defenses, elite defenses aren't giving up those plays. When they are the last line of defense on the field, we are comfortable enough. 
How many of us can really truly say consistently week in, week out that we're can we're confident enough that if the defense is the last line of defense and the Saints need one stop, that they're gonna consistently make stops and the Saints are gonna win a football game? Because I haven't seen it over the last couple of weeks, man. Look, right. I, they're good, but they ain't great. Right. I think I think our team, I think that's a I think you've said this before, but I think that's just our it's just something about our team that I feel like we're just too big on like I we're we're too big on like emotion like emotions and egos. Like if if it's so if we had if it's like a game that's gonna like be like an ego game to where it's like, oh man, Tom Brady coming through, he's gonna rip the Saints. We like, nah, that can't happen. But right. it's just like the Atlanta Fountains where everybody's like, oh, yeah, Sam's going to dust them off. We 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 sit back and die. We literally right. poke and roll over and die. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. That, that, is, that is the word. That's been a thing. That's been a, my bad to cut you off. But that's been a thing for what? The last, to be honest, the, the last time I can really think of when we didn't act like that, is when we were playing against the uh, when we uh, what was it uh, when we played Rams two thousand what nineteen was right. that uh, that's the only that's time I can really say we were we weren't just just uh, just this this oh man we gonna play we gonna play down to our opponent then we gonna play up to our opponent depend like what that stop please play right. consistent if you if if we gonna you know what I'd rather us playing a little bit above average every every game instead of just being like oh we're gonna play up here and then we're gonna play down here they're gonna I play agree. right in the middle like stop please I agree with that I mean God of creation that's a that's a good point hopefully they can find some level of consistency uh no doubt about it but thank you man I appreciate the call uh call back anytime brother All right appreciate it thank you All right I mean look Great, great points. You know, the inconsistency of the New Orleans Saints definitely has been an issue. It's frustrating when you go out here and you play like world beaters one week versus elite competition, play down to your competition the next week, guys struggling, playing against teams that don't you don't have no business being in a dogfight with. But, I mean, that's just the ebb and flows of the NFL. I mean, Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Washington football team. You had the Bills lose to the Jaguars. I mean, any given Sunday. But the the most frustrating thing about all of this is the fact that the Saints are beating themselves week after week. I mean, to me, they, they're beating themselves. It's not so much about the what the other teams are doing. We're going to go to the last Saint. Uh, how you doing, man? Not too good. I don't know what that, uh, that other guy was saying. You said, he had, <laughs> you said he had good points. You lying. He had only two good points. <laughs> the yeah. Titans beat the Rams without – they start running back. So they're definitely a good team. Right. You know, well, I mean, yeah, he, he made, he made some, he did have some good points about the inconsistency of the team. You know what I'm saying? Him, them also, you know what I'm saying? Playing against elite competition. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And one week playing like world beat the second week, they play like, you know, play down to the competition. Cornerbacks playing down to their competition at the wide receiver position. I mean, so, I mean, not every, you know, we're not going to agree each other say but go ahead man look i'm gonna say this man look people people can blame the defense all you want man it's the offense's fault okay the defense will get you um what five third and outs and what the offense is not doing anything they're not getting any uh touchdowns they're not getting any field goals out of the drive and and what you hope for a fourth quarter comeback (laughs) you hope for a fourth quarter comeback 
only to get dusted because your defense is uh, tired. They're wided up. Now, Paulson Adebo, he clearly didn't respect the guy he was covering because he had enough space to close in if he had um, if he was really heavy on the play, causing that uh, that fifty yard reception. And last game, that was just a complete mess up by Adam Troutman. Now, I, I was hearing you because I am uh, I'm absolutely pro Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. All right. Now right. I would say this. Okay, Trevor Simeon can only do what he can do with the wide receivers. All right. Now, mm-hmm. 300 yard, 300 yard, 250 yard games don't matter if majority of those passing yards are coming in at the last half. Because let's be honest, our offense can't. Our offense has always been sus- suspect when it comes to first half drives. Like, come on, be serious. First half drives, they always been suspect. Right. Minus Drew Brees or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, if Jameis Winston was in the game. I wouldn't be singing anything. You know, I'd just be uh, clapping my hands. But what it feels like, because I, I was listening to you mm-hmm. uh, a few minutes ago, and you were saying there's this fascination. I'm like, no, nah, it's not no fascination. It's just what I'm logically seeing. Like, come on now. If your quarterback, if you can see that your quarterback can't throw the ball down the field to these guys because, one, the wide receiver is going to drop it, or two, though they're in blanket coverage. Now, Kevin White, um, I know people have been railing on him all day or for the past uh, couple games. Kevin White had how many attempts? What, two or three? Two or three uh, catching attempts? Yeah, yeah. Well, yesterday, I want to say three. Three uh, attempts, yeah. Okay. Now, one of those catches was a diving, was a diving attempt. Okay. And the ball was a was a fingertip away from catching it. Right. That goes either way. And the second one, from what I can remember, was a ball thrown in triple coverage. Now, Kevin White jumped up to grab the ball, and a defender, I think it was Jack Rabbit, threw his arm in and blocked the catch. Now, here's what I'm saying. All right? Mm-hmm. I'm Trevor Simeon can't roll out the pocket. I mean, he can, but sometimes it looks like he's jogging. Like he 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 can't. You need a quarterback. You need to insert a quarterback who can run and get ten yards or twenty yards instead of just throwing the ball out. I mean, of course, that's the wise logical decision is to throw it out if you see nothing happening. But you need a playmaker. Now I, that's why I'm saying you need to put Taysom Hill in. Okay, you know, screw wide receivers not catching. Put him in so he can run the ball if nothing works. What's the joke? One read, two read, run. That's pretty much what I'm hearing. Now, you were saying is that Taysom Hill needs to be in the offense. He needs to be as a wide receiver or tight end. Right. Taysom Hill only had, what, nine plays. If you know your tight ends are garbage, why are you not putting him in? You know, Taysom Hill needs to be in a majority of the offensive snaps. All right? Because he's the best tight end that you got. You know, Troutman's soft, at least for now. Okay, back. Okay, backtrack that. Backtrack. Okay, now go back to what you just said. Say what you just said again about Jason Hill. Taysom Hill is the best. What? No, best. I didn't say he is the best. I said y'all said no. he's the best. No, no. So, so he's not. So he's not. So he he doesn't. He's not going to. Okay, who are you? Who are you more confident in, in catching passes as a tight end, Adam Troutman or Taysom Hill? I'd be more with Taysom Hill, but they're not using him. So I'm just like, what's the point of what but you were saying? But he lines up more at the tight end position more so than he does, you know what I'm saying, at any other position. 
besides the eight, you know what I'm saying, besides the, the H power back when they running like, you know what I'm saying, power, uh, power runs. So he lines up more times than not at the tight end position because he's a better blocker, you know what I'm saying, than Jawan Johnson, and he's a better pass catcher than Adam Troutman. So if you take Taysom Hill off the field, you don't have Nick Burnett. Nick Burnett has been injured. He's probably your best blocking tight end. So if you take Taysom Hill off the field, who is the second best block on your on your team and the first best pass catching tight end on your team, what else do you have? That's pretty Deontay Harris and Marcus uh Coast. Not okay. Coast, uh Marcus Callaway. Okay, so we already established these dudes can't get separation. So what what are we gonna do? What what can we do? What, what that's can, basically listen, what, okay, listen. You saying that's what we can do. No, what can we do? What can we look? If if okay, let me let me ask you this. Okay, you said that Taysom Hill ability to run out of the pocket. So if nothing is there, he can run. Okay, that fine. What are you going to do when they put eight in the box to account for the fact that your quarterback is going to be able to run? And they they line up on man coverage all across the board because we already established we already established that these dudes can't get separation. So your logic is. The fact that Trevor Simeon cannot run like Taysom, um, like Taysom Hill. So what happens when they do what they do similar to what they do with Lamar Jackson, put eight in the box to account for the fact that he runs, and Taysom Hill is not a, a, a you know what I'm saying a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson is who can elusively get away from defenders. So what's going to happen when they put eight in the box, they neutralize the fact that he's going to run, and you have to count for those wide receivers who can't catch, by the way. What are you going to do then? You get the same results as what you're getting with Trevor Simeon, but much better. You got a higher probability. You're diminishing the fact that Taysom Hill you, – you're trying to say that Taysom Hill can't throw. He can't. Is, he that's can't. A, that's that's he garbage. That's can't. nonsense. Name, prove that's it. nonsense. Prove it. Prove that's it. That's nonsense. Prove it to me. You've seen, you seen it already in the three and one start. What have I seen? seen it in the preseason. I've I, I seen some deep – I've seen some Stop deep passes that look like punts. I've seen him – um, you know what I'm saying? In opening drive preseason, you know what I'm saying? Almost have three turnovers, you know what I'm saying, when he had the opportunity to start. You like I said, Taysom Hill is not a better quarterback passing the ball than Trevor Simeon. You're out of your Bro, mind. Trevor Simeon is a journeyman quarterback for a reason. You don't think Cut that Hill would be a journeyman <laughs> quarterback? Honestly, the only reason why we're talking about Taysom Hill today is because Sean Payton is his coach. If Sean Payton was not his coach, Taysom Hill would not be a starting quarterback on no. nobody's team. We're talking, we're talking about Taysom Hill. No, he would be because a, we're 0 2 right now with Trevor Simeon. He would be a journeyman quarterback anywhere he goes. He can't throw. Nah, Taysom Hill is a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, okay. He'll do we'll it. I mean, Cam Newton is doing a better job right now. That's because Cam Newton is better than Taysom Hill. I'm just showing you the, rela- the relations of a dual threat QB. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Simeon is not it, man. And when we lose, and if we hopefully we don't lose, but if we lose again, I highly consider swapping out QBs. I know the potential of Taysom Hill. What's the I mean, pot- when he's running the ball, he's unstoppable. What what's he the can potential? throw? What's the potential? He he I mean, uh, what's the what's the potential? I, I just want to know. What you know what I'm saying? What can Taysom Hill do when people get eight in the box? We already proved that they can't beat man coverage. So what are they going to do, you know what I'm saying, when he got to put the ball where it needs to be? So he rolling outside of the pocket, you know what I'm saying, he can't get the ball down the field. I did a whole uh, I did a whole freaking compilation, for God's sakes, about him throwing passes down the field. 
So we already know that all of his passes down the field look like punts. Like, man, man, next caller. <laughs> next caller. <laughs> next caller, man. We got Sanchez, man. Sanchez, how you doing, man? <laughs> My, I'm good, TJ. I'm just listening to the, the, the man, man. I don't even know what to start. <laughs> like you gotta be out, like you gotta be literally high smoking that reefer if you think that Taysom Hill can throw better than Trevor Simeon. Like the dude, like look, Trevor um Taysom Hill is an extremely talented athletic football player. But if you think that Taysom Hill is going to lead the Saints or try to, you know what I'm saying, to put the Saints in a better position. Like, we've seen this before. This dude, like, honestly, let's go back to the four games that Taysom Hill played in last season. Now, Taysom Hill struggled versus the Denver Broncos, versus the Denver Broncos who did not even have a quarterback. Didn't even have a quarterback. How many times have we seen him throw the ball into triple coverage? How many times have we seen fastballs off uh, screen plays that he was throwing? How many times were guys were wide open and they have to wait, basically signaling for a fair catch in order to wait for the pass to get down the field? Man, knock it off, man. Like, we get so fascinated with quarterbacks that, that have the ability to run. We watch guys like Kyler Murray. We watch guys like Lamar Jackson. We watch guys like uh, Cam Newton. And we just automatically assume that Taysom Hill falls into that category. If it wasn't for Sean Payton, and I'm going to get to you, Sanchez. If it wasn't oh, for Sean Payton, if it wasn't for Sean Payton, being Taysom Hill's head coach, Taysom Hill wouldn't even be – he wouldn't even be in the NFL. It's just the fact that Sean Payton saw him on tape watching Kristen McCaffrey's brother that they were, trying to, they were trying to pick up. They seen Taysom and some of the things that they actually can do with him, and they turned Taysom Hill into a, a credible player. Anybody that think that Taysom Hill – man, honestly, bro, knock it off. Sanchez, go ahead, man. Uh. All right, TJ. Uh, only thing I got to say about the quarterback situation is I'm completely over it at this point. Like, if you ask me, I would rather take the guy who has starting quarterback experience versus the guy who, before Sean Payton found him and right. had this secret project in the wing for him, he was being cut by Green Bay on the practice squad. Thank so, you. Thank you. Thank I, you. I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Trevor Simeon, we've seen what Jameis could do with this with this wide receiver group. Even and Alvin Kamara. Hey, what can we ask Trevor Simeon to do? There is no need for our wide receiver room to have a COVID protocol because they can't catch it. It is it, it, it's impossible. They cannot catch anything. <laughs> Excuse me, TJ. I'm coming from frustration. So I, I might go off on a I little mean, tangent. Look, I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm just as frustrated as you, and it makes it even more frustrated with with like, man. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> it, my my main issue when it comes to the 2021-2022 New Orleans Saints is they are that thing that Sean Payton put in your locker. They are the yo-yo. Right. One week, uh, you get class of the NFC potential. Next yeah. week, you get. Bottom half of the league potential. Thank you. Uh, to respond to uh, God of Creation, uh, me being from Tennessee, I'm sorry. Hold on. The Tennessee hold Titans hold on, hold on. are a. He said TJ don't know football anyway. They get the hell off my show. They get the hell off my show. Fine. Matter of fact, you do a podcast and then you'll be able to talk about anything that you want to talk about. 
But your logic and your thoughts on football, like, dude, you talking about Paulson Adebo was getting smoked when it was Marshawn Lattimore. So, dude, what are, what are you talking about? So we supposed to respect your analysis when you don't even know which co- uh, cornerback was having trouble yesterday. Man, get your ass off my show. Go ahead, man. All right, the Tennessee, me being from Tennessee Titans, uh, me being from uh, Tennessee, Memphis to be exact, uh-huh. if I will follow any other team closely rather than New Orleans Saints, it's going to be the Tennessee Titans. they three hours away. You know what I'm saying? Right. The Tennessee Titans are a damn good football team. And with Derrick Henry in the background, they are a Super Bowl uh, contender. We just seen this last year. We just seen two weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, they dog walked the Bills. They gave the Bills everything they can handle after they Thank after you. they dog walked Kansas City. Then they turned around and dog walked who dog walked who we thought the class of the NFC is in the uh, LA Rams. Right. So what Thank are we you. talking about with the Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans that they're not a good team? Yeah, I, I wrap this up to say this about the Tennessee Titans. We just played them uh, less than 24 hours ago, TJ. Right. And we came all the way back from a 23 to what lead to make it a two-point game. If you take away those penalties, if you take away the inconsistency, like you said, we beating ourselves. These last two weeks, we yeah. beat ourselves. Yeah. Let's go back to last week, TJ. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons. We joke about it. When the Atlanta mm. Falcons come to the Superdome, when the Atlanta, when the Atlanta Falcons see the New Orleans Saints, it's their Super Bowl. It's their right. Super Bowl, and you get and you see what happened. They played like, like you said right. last week. You see Matt Ryan. You see him, uh, angry on the sideline. Like this game meant something to them. Right. The same yep. way, like the land caller said, when we see Tampa Bay, all of a sudden, how they just rise up out the attic, out the uh, out the basement over right. the past two years. Now mm-hmm. when we see them, we want all the smoke. Yeah, we can't return the favor when Atlanta bring it to us. Right. So right. you can't have the inconsistency. And when it comes to individual performances, right. Marshall on Lattimore, I love me some Marshall on Lattimore. Me too, man. But you can't tell me that that same energy that he'll bring it with DJ Metcalf that he bringing it on a week to week basis. Nah, he not. He he not. I mean, look, the energy got to be the same. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're saying, keep that same energy. It is The energy is up and down. You know what I'm saying? It is up and down. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I just don't I just don't understand, like, why. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to – like, I, I think the Saints don't sometimes understand that they are the standard. You know what I'm saying? In the NFC in some cases. You have teams mm-hmm. that measure themselves up against them just as much. As you measure yourself up against some of that elite competition. Now, those teams may go to the NFC championship game and all that kind of stuff. And you look at it from that particular perspective. But heck, you a four-time NFC South champion. So any team that plays in this division, they're gonna measure themselves up to you because you have been the standard in the division for the last four years. And as far as the mm-hmm. NFL is concerned, you won more games than any other team in the NFL over the last four years. So if you're going against the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton's team, of course you're going to get that team's best shot, no matter if it's NFC or um, NFC or AFC. So I don't think they look at themselves that way. Teams, teams want to beat them just as much as they want to beat them teams. So, I mean, that's just the way, that's the way I look at it. But uh, Sanchez, you got anything else, man? 
Uh, just two more uh quick things. I just want to give some flowers away. Calm right. it down a little bit. Uh, right. I want to give Demario Davis his flowers, man. He really took this team under his wing uh this year with the absence of Drew Brees uh and with the absence of James Winston. You know who had you know who was really embracing the team as well. Uh, right. I just love man. Every year since Demario Davis has been a New Orleans Saint, I have followed more and more and more in love with him on the field and off the field. So I just want to give him his flowers. Right. And last but not least, thank you for uh, bringing up P.J. Williams because it was all funny when, you know, we uh, we ridiculed P.J. Williams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we see these wonder. names and we speak the names of Alvin Kamara, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Jordan, whenever he do his thing, you know, from time to time still. Uh, right. But when your name don't get mentioned, and you on that field consistently, you must be doing your job. And right. PJ Williams has been doing a damn good job this year. So yeah, I, I just wanted to give him some love too. Yeah, he definitely deserves it, man. Sanchez, thank you so much, man. Appreciate that phone call. Yeah, man. All right, yeah. All right who that? Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Uh, before we get to the OG, I'm gonna read a few comments and then we'll go ahead and let OG be the final uh call of the of the show. Uh Charles says, uh, all good people. Um, I'm overreaction Monday. Yeah, uh, you did say a Debo, but you were thanking Lattimore. Yeah, you know, let's see. Uh, when you get uh, some receivers, uh, we are going to be a fool. I agree, man. This is a good football team. I mean, look, they got good coaches, so I mean, we know offensively, uh, it needs some work, but I mean, when they do get those players back, I think they should be a formidable bunch. Uh, but let's not forget a lot of y'all were saying we'd be. Uh, at wide receiver in the offseason, uh, we'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, look, I said, I mean, I was one of those people. I was one of those people that said that we was going to be all right because I was basing that logic on the things that I did not see. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, it's easy for us to say at the, at the end and when it's all said and done, when things have come to fruition, okay? But I'm one of those people, I'm not going to just – say guys aren't going to be good because I don't know who they are or I haven't seen them in real time or see what they're really truly capable of. But when I'm seeing you get these opportunities and I'm seeing you do all these different things that wide receivers are supposed to do and you're not executing correctly, you're not winning your one-on-one matchups and you're not coming down with the football, I can come out with that conclusion. But I'm not going like – I can't live my life like that. I, I can't live my life based on what I actually seen from, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't live my life based on actually what I do, did not see because I feel like giving people opportunities because I would want people to give me an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Think about if you're starting a new job, uh, starting a new business, or you you build, you know what I'm saying, a business, uh, you know what I'm saying, become a mom and pop store. You want people to give you an opportunity. You're not going to say, oh, you're not Walmart. Oh, you, if you're a hardware store, oh, you're not Lowe's, oh, you're not Home Depot. You know what I'm saying? You don't want people to give you an opportunity before, you know what I'm saying, they, they, they throw you and cash you to the side. All I'm saying is I wanted these guys to get the opportunity. That's why I said I was going to reserve my judgment until I actually see it. Now I actually see that these guys ain't it. Now I'm like, okay, fine. But I just think that hindsight is 2020. I mean, just because you don't recognize a guy or know who a guy is, doesn't always mean that it's not going to pan out based because they don't have namesake. But now I see these guys in real time. I mean, I can see they suck. 
Let me move on to Jerry, man. <laughs> how, how, how you doing, man? <laughs> man, I'm doing all right. I'm serious, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I give people opportunities. I think about the wide receivers that I didn't know or I didn't see. Like, think about this. Would you have known how good Pierre Thomas is if we were all just stuck on Reggie Bush? Like, think about that. Reggie Bush was the second pick overall, arguably one of the best college football players to ever play college football. But here comes this guy that's unheralded out of Illinois, his name Pierre Thomas. So if we were just for, like, man, Reggie Hurt, here comes Pierre Thomas. Oh, man, I don't know, man, we, we doomed. You know what I'm saying? Like, we gave him an opportunity. And because of that, he's probably one of the most respected New Orleans Saints players in history. So yeah. I, I give people opportunities no matter if I know them or not because – I mean, we all, rather you play JV, you know what I'm saying, football, basketball, you know, man, you get all, you you come out there, and there are guys that probably been on that team for a long time. Here you come. If nobody gave you a chance, would you be able to start over that person that's been out there for a long time that the coach knows? Probably not. So I'll just say give people opportunities. But I I, I do, I I was one of those people, Yannick. I, I, I'm not going to be yeah. like, I want no people. I will want to be by yourself. You ain't by yeah. yourself. Yeah. So what you, what you got for me, uh, Jerry? What you got for us, man? Oh, Lord have mercy. TJ, if there is always a will, there is always a way. If there is yeah. need prayer with this team, my right. God. Oh, bruh. Two straight losses when they should be winnable. Oh, my God. Yeah. But uh, but I want to I, I want to say something real quick. Right. And this goes and this goes out to Tyrese, better known as the last saint. Bruh, you need a serious reality check, bruh. What you were saying. You really need a serious reality check, bruh. And you think that Taysom Hill is gonna start at quarterback for the rest of the season? You are sadly mistaken, brother. You are really yeah. sadly mistaken. I was look. I was so look. knock it off with that. I, I know he's a Taysom Hill guy. I know. I know he loves him. I understand that. But come on, bro. Be realistic, bro. Look, I'm hating on I'm, you. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just telling you. Be realistic, bro. Right. Look. I, look. I, I know it's all fine, Danny. You know what I'm saying. I try to. I try to be as humble as I possibly can on, on the State of Saints podcast. But I don't want nobody to just think that you're just gonna say anything you want to say to me and think that I'm just gonna let that slide. I was cool with that, but when you start talking about, I don't know what I'm talking about, like, you, I mean, look, you start yourself your own podcast, you can say whatever you want to say about it, mm-hmm. but always remember this, you came to State of Saints podcast to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't come out here search out to talk to you. That's all I'm saying. So when so, they came here. I would and not. That's, I would, and that's another tolerate, thing right there. I don't know That's another thing right there, TJ. Whoever that person was, I hope you blocked that person because – you talking about you don't know football. Well, shoot, you don't know football either. Man, look, we all throw it against the wall hoping that they stick. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like that's right. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Come it on, is what bro. it is, man. That, that's the thing about that, man. It, it, I mean, you got some. I, I keep saying this all the time, TJ Jones. And shout out to everybody in the chat. Who that to y'all? I hope y'all fully recover from from Sunday. But you got, if you got some, if you you got if you got realistic fans, realistic fans, you got these so-called bandwagon fans 
that want to just join in. All oh, cut the Saints won the Super Bowl. We're going to become a Saint fan. I say, let me tell you something. Where were you when they weren't winning a damn thing? Man, you Where ain't lying. You? you ain't lying. Help me, help me with that question right there. Where were you back when they debuted in 1967? Where were y'all? Huh? Well, someone wasn't born. And some of them, like, probably just, like I said, some of them just remember, some of them just remember Drew Brees. That's that's all they have all as a comparison. They, they don't they don't know they don't know anything else. So if anything goes wrong at the quarterback position, right? Like they don't understand. Like, they fully don't understand how special it is to have consistency at the quarterback position year in year out. What we're experiencing right now as Saints fans is what Broncos fan has been experiencing. What Dolphin fans been experiencing. We're just experiencing this now because for 15 years we've had consistency at, you know what I'm saying, at the quarterback position. But I also want to say this too. Like I said, even though, you know what I'm saying, I try to be as humble, you know what I'm saying, as I can, I am from the night ward, and some of y'all know what I'm talking about there. So don't try to play your boy also. I'm just being real. But, you know, I remember visiting there. I, I, look, it, I, it, I, I, I ain't been to walls. I, I left when I was 19. I'm 35. But the night war still exists inside of your boy. He it's still yeah. in there. Yeah. And eventually, you know what I'm saying? TJ. It, it out in some ways. But what do you think of the Jerry? What do you thought about the game, man? Like seriously, what, what, what do you thought about the game, man? Like, are you on the Philadelphia? I know you were frustrated yesterday. You said that you know you weren't gonna call in, you didn't call in any shows. So you got an opportunity to decompress. It's officially been uh, almost 24 hours since the game started. What, what are your thoughts now on this Monday morning? Let me, let me tell you something, TJ. Everything just went downhill after Sunday's game. Dude, I don't know what to say about the NFL, bro. I, mean, <laughs> I just don't know. Every time you turn – this is why and, – and, and I'm sure you heard BQ's uh, 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 rant on these scumbag referees. Man, you, oh my God! I told Hell. I told who the Jew last night on his podcast. Shout out to mm-hmm. the Jew. Shout out to the Jew. I told him on the podcast last uh, on Sunday night. I said, just imagine if the NFL without referees, because right. every time you turn around, when the Saints on 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 on, a, on the uh, on the field doing their stuff, you make a big play. Here we go, false start. Right. Another big play, holding. Another play. Offensive pass interference. I'm like, what? These these zebras, dude. They need they need they, they need that, bruh. Bruh, they they cost the Saints. Like honestly, dude. they cost the Saints. They cost the Saints the possession. I mean, come on, Mark bruh. That pass off. If they look, they and scored that's the on that You just ruined, bruh. Exactly. Even if the Saints didn't score, the ball at the twenty. They still get three opportunities. Now, if the Titans pick the ball off or something like that, cool. Fumble, cool. But that still was the Saints' possession, and they could have did something. So it could have easily resorted and maybe Blake Gillikin punting the ball, and they have to hit the ball again. So it's ridiculous. They, they screwed the Saints out of that. Why you want to do a passing play in the red zone when you got running backs that can run the ball? Right. How hard is that? I don't know. All you have to do is run the ball. Right. Don't try to do like Russell Wilson did against the pay, the Patriots. Throw a pass and Malcolm Butler caught the uh, the, the game winning interception. Yeah. Run the ball. That's why you got running backs. You got a fullback. You got Mark Ingram. You got Alex. You got Hill. Let them run it. 
Man. You got, you got uh, Kamara. You got all these running backs. And you're going to try to pass for like three times and then ended up with a field goal. You, and you tried to go for it on fourth down. That mm. is not that is not good coaching right there. That is not good coaching. Oh, look, I explained this last, uh, last night, TJ. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say, and, and I'm gonna say a little bit of this, and I'm gonna get off. But right. when it comes when it comes down to like second or third or fourth down, and let's say let's say it's like like short inches. One or two yards. Give it to your running back. That'll Man. keep your drive going. Don't right. try to be a hero, try to throw the, uh, a, a deep pass. Well, you know it's going to be on turnover on down. That mm. is not better coaching. Better coaching is doing it better. It's doing it right. I didn't even agree with that, that field goal they kicked with uh, Brian Johnson. No. Look, it's for the goal right at the one. At the one. At the one. At the one, bro. Like, look, if you can't, like, if you can't get one yard, you don't deserve to score. Is it for? Look, I, I promise you, bro. I don't care how people look at me if I'm a coach. If it's fourth and goal at the one yard line, I'm I'm going for it. I'm going for it. My best That's on your right best. Now. My best on your best. Ain't gonna be no Brian Johnson. This dude missed no. two extra points. So honestly, if he would have missed that field goal, if he would like honestly, he made it. But if he would have missed that field goal, that's on you. That's on you. Like you talking, you thinking. Like, I, I know how uh, Sean Payton' mind works. He, he's he's about analytics and all that kind of stuff. There, fourth and goal at the one yard line. I'm going for it. If we don't get it, we don't deserve to get it. We don't deserve it. Do we do not deserve to get it. Do a running play. Do something to to, to to score a touchdown. Don't try to be a hero, man. Man, time out for all that, bro. Knock that, knock that stuff off, bro. Come on. Yeah. You're trying to win a game, bro. You got, you got, you got to play better than this, man. Because, and I know how frustrated Sean Payton was at the podium. Hey, look, TJ. Good thing you saved me for the best for last, brother. Because, <laughs> let me, because let me tell you something. After the game was over, I snapped. I mm. snapped. I slammed doors. I was throwing water bottles across the room. I was I was in I was just frustrated. I was right. pissed off. I said I don't feel like call, calling on there. Because if I do, I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna act the way I'm acting right now. I'm gonna just cool off and come on Monday when he come on the show, and I'll just let it out. Yeah, I was frustrated too, man. You know, and I was look, very frustrated. look, I love doing the podcast, but I'm a Saints fan. I do this podcast because I am a Saints fan. And I don't like watching them lose, and especially if they lose with, with self-inflicted wounds and just nonsensical calls. You know what I'm saying? That like that that play, like I'm not saying that the interception would have won the game for them, but it took away a possession that led to a touchdown from the Titans. That would have meant that meant that the Titans would have had to drive down the field again. And if you notice that the Titans was getting at the goal line, but the Saints in the red zone played pretty well. So who's to say they wouldn't have, instead of them driving down there again, they would have got three points instead of having seven points. And who knows? You know what I'm saying? Now you're looking at a game that would have ended, you know, with the Saints, what, 21? You know what I'm saying? 18 or something like that. So that's the way that I'm looking at it, man. You cannot. You can – when a game is this crucial, you cannot do that, man. And that's one of the main reasons why people talk about the NFL being rigged and being fixed and stuff like that. This gives people ammunition. Because 
now you don't have to like rely on players. Like sometimes you'd be like, man, a player should have caught that pass. But sometimes, man, momentum is a real thing. And when they keep on calling these flags and you're getting these deep passes down the field, leading the pass interference, and it's setting up red zone opportunities, you have referees dictating the pace of the game, the momentum of the game, and also the way that teams approach one another offensively and defensively. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's dangerous territory right there. And now that the NFL is in bed with Vegas and all these different uh, legalized gambling uh, companies, you know what I'm saying? Like, people going to start to feel more and more skeptical about what they're actually seeing right now, man. I haven't exactly. reached but, man, it, 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 I don't know. And, 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 another, and another thing, TJ, like I said, I was listening earlier. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you mentioned about, about Kevin White. Man, that dude need to go, bro. Him yeah, and yeah. Trotman need to go. Especially, especially Trotman, man, because, my God. If we Man. can just get some wide receivers or some, some players that can catch a ball, bro. I mean, I've been saying this for weeks. And I and and, and, and I talked about this before, uh, TJ. And, mm-hmm. and, and I did say about this wide receiver core. It ain't it ain't it ain't it. Nah, it ain't nothing. it. I got I got nothing. And I'm I, looking towards next year. Who that I'm... nation, if I tell you about this wide receiver is the best, it's not. Mm-hmm. It is not. Not for what I'm seeing. Right, and you talking to me, and, and, and here we are sitting at five and four when we should be at least seven, either seven and one or, or, or I mean, I mean, seven and two or six and three, and mm. here we are sitting at five and four, and we already saw what the Eagles did to the Broncos. We already saw the, the Falcons lose real bad to the Cowboys, and we saw the Bucks lose to I still say the Redskins. I don't care what everybody yeah. says. <laughs> I don't care. And, and, and that's another thing right there, uh, TJ, I want to talk about. Just imagine, uh, and, and follow me who that nation. Just, mm-hmm. just imagine. I'm saying it will never happen. But what would, if the Washington football team with no name make it to the Super Bowl, which would, they, they never will, and mm-hmm. the announcer say, ladies and gentlemen, the NFC Conference champions, the Washington football team, everybody like you, TJ, and everybody in the, on the chat, they're gonna have a you're gonna have a look on your face like what 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 is this team doing here in the Super Bowl and they got no name when they were supposed to be the Redskins? <laughs> Everybody gonna have a look on your face like what in the world are they doing here? Well, I mean, looking at have them looks, TJ. Mm-hmm. Well, it, that would be a miracle if the Washington football team make it anywhere but at the house, especially <laughs> the way the Cowboys <laughs> playing. The Cowboys, honestly, I mean, look, they they probably gonna win the East by next week, and uh, you know, I mean, look, the I mean, look, they play Kansas City on Sunday, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that uh, I mean, shouts out to the Washington Football Team, man. Honestly, you, I mean, they played them good in a wild card game last year. You know, what I'm saying that that was probably the biggest scare they had. Yeah. You know, you know. So the way the way I look at it, man, look, um. Any given Sunday, any given Sunday, you have teams that can beat any other teams. I mean, those are professionals on both sides of the ball. So I would tell you that any given week instead of any given Sunday, because they yeah. play on Thursday night. I know they play on Sunday and right. on Monday. So you might as well just change it from any given Sunday to any given week because it's, it's like that. Because every week could change the season. Right. Every week I agree. Changes. We just saw some more upsets on Sunday. So we already know what to right. expect the next seven weeks. 
Right. Yeah, J- Jerry, man. I, but I appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you so much uh, for giving your take on the game. And, uh, you know, appreciate the call, man. You know, call back anytime. I appreciate that. Thank you. We'll do, TJ. We'll talk more later this week. All right, man. You take care. All right. Who that? Who that? Yeah, man. Some good points, man. You know, I mean, referees, uh, they, they got to do better. I feel like they dictating these games a little bit too much. And to be honest with you, man, I just think that they start to make these rules favorable for the offense to make it more and more easier for them to call flags. I mean, because literally, you can call holding on every play. You look around, you're going to have some dudes that's holding. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. They, they, they're becoming too heavily involved in these games, in my opinion, too much to my liking. JP said, Jerry, you too smart as a fan of the four years uh, once – we was a winning division, tired to start that channel player along with the <laughs> in-hugging others. Uh, good mix. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that they have a lot of people that should be able to start channels. Maybe, the you know, the last Saint should be one of them. He should be able to start a channel. Uh, <laughs> you got Jerry that should start a channel. I mean, you got a lot of people up in here that come, come through, have really good takes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I think that they do. But, you know, I'm appreciative of individuals, you know, that come on here you know, give their takes respectively. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, if you be disrespectful, then I'm going to be disrespectful. I'm just being serious, man. I respect everybody's take, but when you start, like, you know, trying to disrespect me, you know, I mean, look, you you go low, I'm going to take it to the flow with you. Uh, Saints a hell of a team. All Titan fan respect. Agree the refs have ruined the season. Too many flags. Look, man, like I said, I ain't disrespecting the Titans. Titans are a good football team. They won yesterday. You know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, but the, the referees, they're becoming too involved in these games, man. And I, I'm getting tired of it as a, as an NFL fan. Uh, night as we, uh, might as well uh, not even go after the quarterback, find something else for the D-line to do. Basically, like, you basically got to run to the uh, the quarterback with a Snuggie in your hand and you lay him down gently. You know, like, it, it's ridiculous now. Uh, I got enough soul-crushing uh, losses under my belt as a saint. That I don't cry anymore. I just drink. <laughs> Look, man, I, I like I said, it's just uncharted territory for a lot of Saints fans out here. Like, a lot of them aren't, aren't used to being in this position. I mean, I, I look, I, I can remember some uh, some mediocre quarterback play. You know, a lot of us uh, just remember Drew Brees. But I, I remember when the Saints had the epitome of mediocrity at quarterback at the quarterback position. NFL and all sports that you can bet on are rigged. I mean, when you see plays like, you know, the referees calling flags where there shouldn't even be a flag, and, I mean, it makes people well within their rights to feel that way. After Jameis and Mike injuries, I don't really care if we win or not. I hate to see us lose, but I also like a better draft pick. We're not going nowhere in the playoffs if we keep it a buck anyway. (laughs) LMG, uh, look. I don't want to see the Saints lose. I want to see the Saints make the playoffs, and I don't care because when you make the playoffs, you never know what's, what can happen. And, uh, you know, I, I look, I, I'm, not in the, I'm not in that category talking about the Saints tanking and all that kind of stuff. I want them to win every game. I want them to win every game. You know, it's as simple as that. Uh, interview these refs after the game. And that's the thing, man. Like, they get paid all this money, and they don't they, – I mean, they don't have to, like, answer no questions. Like, you barely even know who they are. Like, the only only 
ref, you really know who they are is the one that's that's calling the plays. You don't know like the the back judge name, the sideline judges, the ones in the in the end zone. You don't know none of their names. Like is I, I feel like I feel like just like the players. Okay, just like the players, how you have like the player deductions that come across your screens and the college they went to, I think they need the officiating crew to have them across the screen as well. Like their names, who the headline judge is, you know what I'm saying? Who, who you know what I'm saying? Like who's the back, who's the back judge? I think they need their names on there because think about this, man. These dudes dictating the game, and we don't know who the heck they are. We don't know who they are. This season is a wash, but I think we are a playoff team. I mean, look, I don't. I still feel this way. I don't think that there are seven teams in the, in the NFC that are better than the Saints. The Saints have to, like, literally collapse. This season has been uh, fun, man. Honestly, the Saints are still in the thick of the playoff hunt with all these injuries and those lost two games. They uh, very well uh, should have won. Yeah. I mean, hey, I mean, they they – have all these injuries and yet you know they still in the thick of things in the end russell wilson to new orleans next year i don't know man i think that uh i think what we've seen uh you know if james makes a full recovery i think based on what we've seen out of james i think the Saints might give him another year to try to see what he can do at the quarterback position uh refs zero accountability none a- absolutely at all like i said we don't even know who these guys are you don't even know who they are. All of this is on Sean Payton. His game, his management, and his idiotic decisions to go with these receivers are unforgivable. That's the thing, man. You know, Sean Payton, justifiably so, feels like he's the smartest man in the room. But a lot of the plays that he calls are absolutely ridiculous, and they don't. And a lot of the times we don't talk about them because they end up becoming erased because the Saints end up winning. Like that, like them throwing the football in the in the red zone, stopping the clock, right? Allowing so much time for Tom Brady to get back on the field. That was dumb. If it wasn't for Dennis Allen's defense and PJ Williams picking off Tom Brady, we'll be we'll have a whole different story to be talking about. We'll we'll be talking about something completely different. Flag should be reviewable in the last two minutes of each half at least. I think all flags should be reviewable. I think like how they had it at XFL, I think they need to have somebody up at the top that, that signals down, like, man, we need to take a look at this. You know? Say Uncle Fred says, uh, why did Kamara block you, TJ? I have no idea. You know, probably probably because, oh, yeah, I, I know why. Because I think when he went go skiing or something like that, and I see him skiing, I made a joke, and I was like, uh, how Saints fans are, and I, I had like the meme of a uh, pill sweating, like man, you know, what I'm saying nervous, like we don't want nothing to happen to AK. And uh, yeah, I guess you know he ain't want nobody, he ain't want to talk about football with the all season, so understandably so. Which you know, I don't care. You know, it's, it's well within his rights. It's well within his rights to do whatever he want on social media. So, I mean, he felt he felt that way. It's not, you know, it's not up to me to say, oh man, please, you know, like look. My job is to talk, you know what I'm saying, to talk about the team. When I get on this podcast, I talk about the team. I don't need to rub shoulders with the football players. I don't need to know them personally. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Wait a minute. AK41 uh, block you. Hey, he blocked me on my personal page. 
you know, he blocked me because of, like I said, a skin situation, and then I cracked that joke. But uh, let's see. We will have a chance with a real run at it next year. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, we had no money for receivers, y'all forget. Yeah, we didn't have any. <laughs> we have any money, you know, because of, you know, the Saints kind of exhausted themselves. Let's see. Uh, we playing with undrafted dudes, so I don't set the ball high. But I still see uh, some fuel uh, in the tank. I think that I think that um, you know I think these guys are doing what they can. They just not good enough, man. I'm good with Jameis. What are y'all watching to think we need a new quarterback? Jameis is good enough talent wise to get us to the chip uh, with his uh, full complement of weapons. Look, James. In my opinion, man, if Jameis would have stayed in that game versus uh, the Buccaneers, um. I think the Saints would have blew out Tampa. I mean, between like the fact that when they was, uh, you know, I mean, he was moving that pocket, he was standing drives, he was throwing the ball where it needed to be. I don't think that game would have been close. The game, you know what I'm saying, started to get close when Jameis left the game. That's when like things started to like really, you know, really start to, ha- you know, happen for Tampa. But Jameis was focused, man. He, he was dialed in. Money is an illusion for Mickey Loomis. He finds a way. Uh, can't wait to get Lutz back, says Luke. Jameis has Russell Wilson talent. I, I think he does. You know, I think, man, Jameis did a good job. Like, if you're, if you, man, Jameis was, Jameis did a really good job at quarterback. They need to retire the 80 uh, old refs. They, uh, they cannot see. And they need to retire any referee that's causing, you know, that can't, Call the right calls. Retire them all. I love Jameis 10 times to play a Taysom Hill is, but you telling me if uh, Russell says he wants to go to the Saints, you're saying no. Um, you Look, you always look at your options, but you also got to be smart about it. You got to look. Look, it, it can't just be about based on, like, talent alone. You got to look at can you afford this person? You know what I'm saying? Like, is, is this right for your bottom line? Down the line, right? You, you got to look at those things. Now, of course, you're going to look at Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson is going to demand top dollar for him to come to your team. And you still got some guys that you need to pay that are key parts of this team. So, I mean, I like Jameis Winston. I don't think Jameis Winston is like so bad to a point where, you know, like the Saints can't win, can't win with him. Like the dude is a really, the dude is a really good quarterback. And um, he was really starting to, like, really start to find his own and get into a groove uh, before he ended up getting injured, which was unfortunate. I say no because the whole team has to change. Uh, yep, you'll have to change the whole team around to make up for his uh, for his salary. I don't like that. I think we give Jameis another shot. We were lacking uh, on the outside. The best quarterback uh, can't do much with that talent on the outside. Two words, Kevin White. <laughs> Basically, uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, need some more talent, you know. And I think that – I think if you have James and you have some some formidable wide receivers, I think the Saints can be one of the best offensive uh, teams in the NFL. I really feel that way. I never thought I would miss a kicker this bad. <laughs> I guess because you don't look at how important they are until, you know, you no longer have them. TJ, I'm sorry I'm late, but I think you should have – had a lenient sec, uh, section of your show where we call out the worst parts of the Saints' loss, rather it be the team, coaching staff, or refs. 
Well, I mean, maybe that's something I, I uh, look at in the future. You know, maybe we can bring a segment like that. I love Jameis Winston. I want him to be our future. The kid is all heart, and I can get behind that. Look, man, if you don't like Jameis Winston, man, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's like you holding on to maybe some things he did in the past. But I always say, man, you got to give people opportunities to change the narrative. Uh, I'm a killer from the Night War too, TJ. I don't remember you. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely – I'm definitely uh, from the night ward, man, you know, but it depends on where you're from and where you're at, you know, and definitely, you know what I'm saying, where you're from, where you're at, but I'm definitely uh, from the night ward. I'm definitely from the night ward. <laughs> uh, let's see, get Damon Winston, a dude from LSU, Boutte. Yeah, get somebody, man. Get somebody that can catch. Uh, we can, uh, a new quarterback could do if we have a butt fingers as our receivers, yeah, no matter who your quarterback is. You're going to stink. Uh, let's see. If Jameis already threw for one touchdown, he was good for at least two more touchdowns if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, man. I mean, look, he was he was finding he was finding success. He was finding success against Tampa. And I honestly think like that game wouldn't have been close if he would have stayed. What's up, TJ? Hope everybody have a productive day. Uh, ice Cream Man 504. Appreciate that, uh, Ice Cream Man. Appreciate you. Thank you for that. Uh, and bringing uh, in Njoku. Yeah, I was liking Njoku, but uh, Njoku has some issues with catching passes too now. Uh, Beckham and Jameis will be nice next year. Um, man, I'm, I'm I'm over Odell, okay? Odell had opportunity to be a number one receiver. He decides to go to L.A. And I think I've just seen him, uh, seen him do like a little video uh, with, the, with the soundtrack of Biggie's going back to Cali. And he can stay where he at. Jameis Winston would have put – up a 50 burger on Tampa. Yeah, he was motivated in that game. He was motivated. He was motivated to show them that they made a mistake. TJ people uh have recently uh recency bias, man. They they're talking about uh giving Tampa pass for back to back losses, but never uh us context when the Saints lose, though we should have won our last two. Well, you know, I mean, look, there's a narrative going on with, with Tampa. There's a narrative going on with the Saints. You know, the rules don't apply in the eyes of the media when it comes to the Saints, the same rules that apply to Tampa. Tampa gets the benefit of the doubt. Tampa, if they have players out, they get acknowledged. They get acknowledged. They didn't have this player. They didn't have that player. Oh, they're missing this guy. They're missing that guy. The Saints missing almost a whole team, including some kickers. You know what I'm saying? Including a kicker. And uh, they don't get the benefit of the doubt because, like I said, the Saints don't fit into their narrative. You know, they don't want the Saints to be good. So as the Saints are having uh, some difficulties, they're happy about that because the Saints don't fit into their category because the Saints aren't an appealing team, okay? And we all know that they try to focus in on the quarterback. Oh, look at the quarterback. Look what he can do. And if you don't have a polarizing quarterback, then they try to brush you off to the side because, you know, they try to – put the quarterbacks up here and if you have anything else they don't want to give you the attention speaking of Tampa why are they always giving uh Tom Brady excuses uh because he's Tom Brady TJ I am also a killer from the night ward and I don't know you either <laughs> well I ain't never killed nobody okay I ain't never killed nobody so <laughs> just because you're from the night ward doesn't mean that you that you are a killer you know what I'm saying like you know that's just the reputation all I'm saying is all I'm saying is, you know, if you stayed there, you can't just be no pushover, you know, so. 
And y'all know what I'm talking about for those that are from that area. This team is a uh, a profit in, and most profits go through uh, this com- controversy. Uh, look, this team is going through a transition. I, I want to say, look, one quarterback does not mean that your team is going through a rebuild. I don't feel like the Saints are going through a rebuild. They, the players that they were going to have this season, they 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 don't have. Are these players are getting hurt? It's a mass unit. Like you can hit the mass soundtrack, the mass theme song for the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's hard. TJ, we need Tommy Lee Jones back, right? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Who are we talking about here? Tommy Lee Jones, the actor, or Tommy Lee Lee Lewis? (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones. Have we ever had him? Uh, I agree. Like, if we talking about, uh, you know, from men in black to use that neuralizer, you know what I'm saying, so we can uh, have the flash so we can not remember the last two weeks. I agree with you on that. We definitely need Tommy Lee Jones for that. Yannick says, you from the night ward, you come out the womb with a, <laughs> with a body to your neck. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, look, there's a lot of stereotypes, man, about the night ward. That <laughs> uh, just because you from the night ward don't mean that you actually, you know, that you actually hurt somebody, you know, like, shoot. I mean, it's a. It's a, it can be a rough place, but uh, they got some they got some solid people that came from the night ward, man. They ain't got nobody on them. Hoodie game uh, <laughs> on point. Appreciate that, Devin. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. We are we are miss our best players at four position: wide receiver, kicker, quarterback, and running back. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's rough for the New Orleans Saints. Um, let's see. Shout out to Holly Group. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's way, that's way, way uptown. That's way uptown, man. That's past Martin Luther King uh, Boulevard right there, man. You know, around Holly Grove, around Eagle Street and Holly Grove and all that kind of stuff. Uh, rest in peace to uh, um, Reverend Sister Spriggins, man. They used to uh, stay in that Holly Grove area. My, uh, they were, uh, one was, you know, a preacher. He was associate pastor of the church alongside my grandfather, who was the pastor and his wife. And uh, when Reverend Spriggins died, like in the early 90s, uh, my grandfather uh, took it upon himself to uh, go and get uh, his wife, uh, who stayed in Holly Grove, you know, every Sunday to bring her to church. And, uh, you know, also like when she was uh, she got older, she got uh, sick. We used to uh, travel out there every fourth Sunday to give her a communion. I remember like, doing that with my grandfather and we used to always travel uh, out there, man. So. If I'm not mistaken, I think she did stay on Eagle Street, but they stayed there for a long time, man. Long, long time, man. Beautiful people. Uh, Definitely uh, miss them every time I think about them. Two of the sweetest people I've ever uh, seen in my entire life, man. So uh, rest in peace to both of them. But, I mean, when I was a kid, man, they were like in their 80s. So, but they were just such, such wonderful people, but they stayed in that area. Now we get into the part of the show where people tell us saying where they from. Worst drivers in the city in Metairie. <laughs> no more penalties from Brandon Browner. Garrett Hartley. Uh, yeah, and Cole Tracy. Yeah, I seen Garrett Hartley kicking. I'm going to try to see if I can get Garrett Hartley on the show. TJ, despite all who we're dealing with and missing, Vegas has us as a three-point favorite against the Titan Goals to show you what Vegas really thinks of how good we are. Look, man, I ain't going to lie, man. If you've been watching these last prediction shows, I've been really close to, like, calling a game. But the only problem is (laughs) I had the Saints win in the last two weeks, 
And I've been off like one. I've been off by like one. So I said the Saints were going to win this uh, yesterday's game 23-20. to 20, And they lost 23-21. to 21. And I want to say I had the Saints beating uh, – beating the Falcons and I can't I, man, but it, it ended up like being, I end up being like a point of, I'm like, man, maybe I need to do like one of them uh football forecast things they used to do at the times picking you. Like we used to do the checklist before fantasy football came out. James said 11 and six. That was my, that was my prediction at the beginning of the, of the season. That's what I thought was going to be our, our, uh, our record at the beginning of the season. Somebody said the mafia runs Vegas. I think that was Ralph. Ralph says <laughs> pretty much, man. Pretty much. Uh, but, man, the Saints got to get back into the win column. They definitely got to win uh, against the Eagles this week. Uh, they got to find a way to win, man, because when when you start to lose three straight, that's when I feel like things are going to – people going to start to panic and, you know, you're really going to start to have these issues. So they're going to have to find a way to win, okay? They're going to have to find – they're going to have to find a way to win um, this game against Philly. I don't care if you win by one point, two points, but you definitely got to get more disciplined. And you definitely got to be able to like not allow these self-inflicted wounds to cost you the game. Hire TJ as the same social media manager. Now, I think the social media manager, the Saints do a pretty good job. You know, I think you do a pretty good job. They always stay on top of things and they, they clever and witty and they always up to date on a lot of things. So I, I, I give them credit for that. Hey, TJ, everything you say was on point. But with all the bad football we played, the Harris play uh, killed us. Yeah, man, um, Deontay Harris, who's a really good player, yeah, fumbling that football, man, that was tough. But, I mean, he makes better plays than not. It was just unfortunate. I'm not going to chew out Deontay Harris, man. I, it was a tough play, him fumbling the football, but, man, we all know how special that, that, that dude is. Teddy Two Gloves with zero effort on that interception returned by Slay. <laughs> TJ, we need Brandon Browner back, right? We need Brandon Browner back. Uh, <laughs> That's my answer for that. Uh, Derek, I think everyone Saints fan was born in charity. Uh, I wasn't born in charity. I was born in United Medical Center on St. Claude. That's why I was born, United Medical Center. That's why I was born. Uh, I don't think none of my siblings, I think my, my big brother EJ was born in United Medical Center. I was born in United Medical Center, which is no longer a hospital, by the way. And my brother Sam was born in, no, my brother Emmanuel was born in Vicksburg. He was born at Vicksburg Hospital. My brother Sam was born in United Medical. I was born in United Medical. And my sister was born at Methodist. Um, none of us were born in Charity Hospital. None of us were born. Yeah, but I was born on St. Claude Street. <laughs> that's that's where I was born at. Right down the street from Frederick Douglass High School, where I, I spent my freshman year. And um, not too far, a couple, probably about a, a mile away from my elementary school, which was B.M. Palmer. Uh, or when I, when I left, it was called Lorraine Hansberry, so. TJ, I was talking about all us old heads. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, nah, my mom, she was born in Mississippi. My mom was born in Vicksburg. She was born in Vicksburg. I think they moved to New Orleans um, 1965 or 66 or something like that, right? Before my Uncle June was born, who's two years um, younger than my mom. 
Uh, I was born in Turo. Now we're reaching a part of the show where people say who they were born. The Harris fumble plus the bad call gave them 14 points. TJ, we would have won by double digits. Yeah, man, but those are those self-inflicted wounds, man. Those are those uh, self-inflicted wounds. Somebody said, shouts out to Foshe. Yeah, man, shouts out to Foshe, man. man shouts out to my uh, homeboy, Gary Taylor. Thank you. Yeah, he graduated from Foshe, if I ain't mistaken. And um, who else? My homegirl, Janika, I think she went to Foshe. I got go, you know what I'm saying? A couple cool, you know what I'm saying? A couple cool folks I know that went to Foshe. Um, I know a couple people from everywhere, man, like, you know, graduated from certain schools. Shouts out to my, my homeboy, Corey Hood, graduated from Reed. Um, of course, I graduated from Culver High School. Uh, I know a couple of people that graduated from from Kennedy. You know, shouts out to my guy JFK, who actually this this is no lie. His name is John Kennedy. He graduated <laughs> from John F. Kennedy. <laughs> shouts out to my guy, man. He went to he went to Kennedy, man. Uh, shouts out to all my Culver Rams out there, man. Douglas Bobcats. You know what I'm saying? I was there for a little while for a cup of coffee. Uh, some of y'all probably know it as Nichols. Uh, got people, you know what I'm saying, from Marrero. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Marrero. That's what, uh, that's my stepfather from. Shouts out to my, my stepfather, Reverend Joseph Smith. He from there. Uh, the Mac. That's where my mom graduated from. My mom graduated from John Mac back in 1983. Sorry, mom. I'm done. I'm done telling your age, but hey, that's when she graduated. Uh, Sarah T. Reed, yeah, man, my homeboy, man, one of my good young, uh, my my good friends when I was a kid, Corey Hood, man, graduated from um, graduated from Reed, man, man, that was my, that was my homeboy right there, Op Walker, yeah, I know a couple of people that graduated from there. Op Walker and Culver did not like each other when I was in school. They used to always fight on Canal Street. Yeah, Foshe Bland used to blow out Culver. Well, I don't know about that. I wasn't really big on bands like that. My boys went to Warren Eastern. Yeah, I knew a couple people went to Warren Eastern, man. I was supposed to go to Warren Eastern, believe it or not, man, but I had some paperwork issues, and um, I didn't get the opportunity to go. So, you know, I ended up going to um, – and that's how I ended up going to Douglas. And I went there one year, then I went to Carver. Let's see. My mom was from Picayune, uh, then came back to New Orleans, Livingston Middle, and Abe. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Abe out there in the East, man, right next to uh <laughs> right next to um Gen- not the Gen- Gen- um Lake Forest Mall. Lake Forest. Not that far from there. Lake Forest Mall, man. Yeah, I know, man. We we taking trips down memory lane now. We really telling on ourselves now. Really telling on ourselves because some of these places ain't even there no more. <laughs> oh man. Let's see. Everywhere tried to bait TJ into playing uh in the hell uh, to the nose song. Yeah, man. Okay, one more time for it. For hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. That's how I feel about Brandon Browner. And that's how I feel about Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback when you need him to do other things. That's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, next to Greater St. Stevens. Yep. Shouts out to Paul S. Martin. I've never been to Greater St. Stevens. I, I knew where it was. i just never been there. Never been there. Um, yeah, yeah, it was next to Greater St. Stephen. We got the AUG up here. Some of my buddies went to St. AUG. Uh, all they talked about was the Big Purple. Man, shouts out to St. AUG. Man, I have to say, man, some of the coolest dudes I know went to St. AUG. Like, I, I, like, you would think, you know, you paying for school, 
Catholic school, you would think like they have like this level of arrogance. But every dude I ever met that went to St. Oh, mad cool. Like, I don't think I ever met a dude that went to St. Oh, that was like, like a jerk or something like that. Like every dude I ever met that went to the all always been mad cool. You know what I'm saying? Like they they carried themselves like with this level of confidence, but it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Like this is level of arrogance. Like it was all it, it, it wasn't like like they so arrogant, you know, it was like, you know, they were just solid dudes. You know what I'm saying? Solid dudes. Uh I went to Fanny, Fanny, uh, we couldn't uh Stan live. Yeah, Fantasy Williams. Fantasy Williams. Yeah, I remember them. Shouts out to my uh my cousin Darren. Went to Gregory. Yeah, he went, he went out there to Gregory, man. Shouts out to him. Let's see. Uh, we need to cut Laddie Daddy and sign Jason David. All right, man. Now we're reaching a part of the show where we just trolled each other. No. <laughs> but we about to get off here, man. I'm gonna read a few more comments. Uh then I'm just gonna go ahead and uh do some other things I need to do here at the radio station. Taysom should uh, be new quarterback, dual threat style like Ravens do. Uh, Mark, I guess you fall into the category with the last saint. I'm going to have to say I just di- I disagree. Uh, I mean, Mark, you've been, you've been uh, carrying that bloodstained banner since the beginning. But, you know, at least you're respectable about it. I'm going to disagree because I feel like Taysom – look, it, it'll be one thing if Taysom wasn't so – instrumental to what they do offensively then i'm like okay fine because but if we looking at the pecking order if we looking at the pecking order then he should be the backup quarterback if, if we looking at the pecking order but the saints are so like so anemic offensively you can't afford to have him as a starter so it, it's unfortunate for him but you know I, I still feel like when it comes to, you know, throwing a football and stuff like that, I, I mean, look, the only thing I can say about Trevor Simeon is that he's a statue. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, he can't run out of the pocket. He he has very little escapability. But for us throwing a football where it needs to be, I think he does an okay job. And then, you know, what do you expect? Like, I, I, want, I want people to understand this. I don't know I'm back on this, but it is what it is. Do you expect your backup quarterback to play better than your starting quarterback? If he plays better than your starting quarterback or to the level of your starting quarterback, he would be a starter. Rather, he would be on your team or somebody else's team. So, of course, Trevor Simeon is not going to be able to do some of the things that Jameis does or Taysom does. He's a backup quarterback. I mean, if, if, if that was the case, he would be started. Uh, I went to Livingston Middle back in the day. Yeah, I know a few people that went there. Uh, TJ, I was born in Meadowcrest, uh, grew up in Algiers, used to go to Landry and Walker uh, games just to watch the Chiliers fight after the game. Everybody wanted a St. Mary girl. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. That's that true. Everybody used to go on chef, you know what I'm saying? Get yourself a St. Mary girl. But, um, uh, let's see. Yeah, but I got to go ahead and go, man. I got to handle some business. But thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that commented. Shouts out to everybody that called in. Rather, we agreed or not. Much love to everybody. You're entitled to your opinion. Just keep it respectfully. Uh, Shouts out to all those in the comments, those that make the show what it is. The show is brought to you by Manscaped.com and also DraftKings.com. Manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints. 
And also, uh, you can go to DraftKings.com, use the promo code uh, SOTS. Uh, you deposit a dollar and a chance to win a $100 credit if any team scores on Thanksgiving. Once again, SOTS. Appreciate you all. We'll be back later on in a week to talk Saints football and getting you all prepared for the Saints Week 11 matchup versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>